Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and to our friends from beyond the binary. Welcome oh, to that's like a, that's a catchphrase now, is it? Well, yeah, he's got greetings and salutations. Yeah. Oh, you've got. Both hey guys, I'm a cunt. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking get with the no. Well, we're digging in early, aren't we? <laughs> get the net. Yeah, prove me wrong. Right. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> Even I thought that was, Jesus that, that was aggressive. I mean, we can, I, we can stop recording. I, we, I can leave if that's what you'd rather. Uh, All right, we'll, then. We'll see how you do. <laughs> Consider yourself on probation. <laughs> Consider yourself on probation. There's some salt in the air today. Yeah, so today we're watching... Uh, 2017 mummy but before that yeah um oh he's remembered there was a poll this time he has uh, no he hasn't look at his eyes <laughs> it's, not, it's written there but who who didn't remember it last time dan dan but yeah. also no blame on me so. <laughs> wasn't blaming you <laughs> no point no finger pointing <laughs> nobody's pointing fingers steve okay Oh, yeah, uh, Lewis won the poll. Of course he did. For yeah. Anakin's super fun jumpy time or whatever it was. Yeah, even I voted for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, that's fucking great. Thank you, dear. Yeah, fair enough. All right, guys, if you were James, as in he of the giant peach, mm, okay. mm, which food item would you live in? Apple. Thank you I, for I that insightful comment. Why? Why, Apple? I've discussed before how I fucking love apples. In the Get to Know Us podcast, available now. <laughs> but I how, fucking love how apples. I live in an apple. I don't think that podcast is available anymore. <laughs> how would you live in it? Because how I live in it? With the peach. I'd cut a hole, I'd just climb in it, and I'd wait till I starve to death. <laughs> starve to death inside an apple. You f- did I fucking stutter. <laughs> Next question. Lewis. Well, this is the easiest answer I've... Easiest question I've ever been presented with. Zucchini. It's, the answer is obviously a gingerbread house. <laughs> uh, see, now you're playing it up. You're playing it up now. Yeah, if I'm going to live in a big house made of food, it's going to be a gingerbread house, isn't it? When, and as food Because it's a house. Gin- gingerbread is a compound of foods. Do you mean a fruit? No, it isn't. You is could live in a fruit slash vegetable. What fruit or vegetable? A squat a nut bosh. It's got high ceilings. Yeah, but also, see, you are the size of the James. So, again, it's going to be difficult for you to dig into an apple, Dan, and it's going to be very difficult for you to dig into a not a squat bush. Well, I quite obviously would have my giant insectoid friends to do that for me, wouldn't I? What insects live inside a... <laughs> the squat and nut bush maggot. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Hey. Worm. Fucking easy. He's already doing the work for me. Worms don't. Maggots do. Well, then he's already doing the work for me. True. And then when he's done, I strangle him because I hate maggots. <laughs> they ain't got necks. <laughs> they're I'll all neck. <laughs> they either haven't got necks or they're only neck. <laughs> go either way. Look at this neck. Look at this neck of a specimen. Look at this neck. Okay, what, what's, what's the correct answer then, since you think our answers are terrible? The correct answer is basically any lettuce, because have you guys lettuce. seen like those, those tiny mice that curl up inside a flower? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're so cool, so, and I imagine you could do the same with a lettuce. So your lettuce is going to be out 
for maybe a day at best before it goes brown and smelly and horrible and oh, shrivels well, up. More than a day. And again, let's see your lettuce withstand a storm. Yeah. I, I let's see that... your lettuce withstand a rhino. It will withstand well, when us. those hungry vegetarians come stampeding towards you. Like, hey man, you win the lettuce. <laughs> okay, lettuce be. Right. The lettuce is still just as the peach was on the tree. The lettuce is still in the ground, yeah. or on on the ground, but still very much connected to life sources. Mm. So it wouldn't necessarily wilt straight away. I'd be able to basically. I could have a good night's kip. That's all I'm really looking for <laughs> inside this lettuce. Buy a better bed. <laughs> but also the storm. The whole thing is a canopy I can just curl up in. You're gonna lose layers. Depends it's got on nothing the... but layers. Depends on the lettuce, doesn't it? If it's a baby gem, you've got an open top. That's why I, I, I didn't give it a specific. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done my Welcome favourite pastime. Welcome to Lettuce Chat. Yeah, my favourite pastime of even something like an iceberg lettuce. Favourite pastime. When you just take a single leaf of that and you just rub it slightly on your cheek. <laughs> it's so soft and nice. Do you work for Cosmo? Because that's what I expect to see on the front cover of Cosmo. No. 13 food tips that'll drive your boyfriend wild. I think he's what trying... lettuces would you fuck? I think he's that's trying Cosmo. to get us into an MLM. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, I've got some lettuces to sell you. You try rubbing it on your skin. <laughs> do it! Fucking do it! Essential lettuce. <laughs> try and sleep in it, but I'm a human size. Try! <laughs> I said hop in. I am not a James. Oh, if I start the fucking podcast, right. will you? <laughs> Mummy, Mummy 2017 was a film, unbelievably, in 2017, directed by Alex Kurtzman. Motherfucker. And s- <laughs> starring Thomas Cruise. Every time we say his name, I'm going to curse it. <sighs> Alex Kurtzman. I fucking hate this movie. The, the Alex Kurt, the David Alex Cage Kurtzman. of movies. <laughs> Ooh. Alex Ooh. Kurtzman. You've already gone except, back on your promise. Except I've enjoyed some David Cage projects for what they are. I've never line, enjoyed. You know it is. I've <laughs> never enjoyed. Anything Alex Kurtzman has put his Everyone, fucking name to. No, no, no. Everyone thinks they enjoy a David Cage game, but they don't fucking no, enjoy ev- it. It's awful. Everyone has fun with parts of a David Cage game until it's over and you realise, oh no, that was actually the bad. Cl- the closest thing he ever got to a good game was Heavy Rain, and he still shit the bed with and that. Indigo Prophecy, no. except for the last 20 minutes. Everything e- up ex- to that. Oh, like he's, when he's Kung Fu fighting the helicopter. Or the chosen no, no, one, no, no. or he has no, to no. find the fresh soul child who's been born, who hasn't been born with any sin. That, or That's the part where it turns bit. out your character's dead hmm. and can kung fu fight, and no, it's no, just no. getting colder and colder. Which part of this shit game do you want to talk about being good? The kung fu bit, especially all the quick time events, or right, the going AI over the traffic. psychic ghost. And Alex Kurtzman yeah. hasn't even got no, kung that's, fu bits. That's not. That's um. It's an AI ghost. It's the orange clan, and then there's the purple clan. No, the AI ghost was Beyond Two Souls. No, that's also in this. The Yellow Clan ghost old lady, that's an AI ghost. Mm-hmm. That's an AI mm-hmm. machine. No. Yes. She's just a crazy blind lady who likes birds. No, she turns into a weird AI ghost. I vividly remember this. That's yellow. This isn't anything to do with the mummy. <laughs> I will have this conversation as to why David Cage is the worst later. I'm just I'm anyway. just googling things that Alex Kurtzman's got his name to. Uh, the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man series. He's written the Transformers the series. Star Trek, the recent ones. Yeah, the recent Star Treks. 
The Mummy 2017, obviously. It's it's just. Did you a, not like Mummy? It's just a long. No, shit. I didn't. The Hawaii Five-O remake. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, you got me. Cowboys here. and Aliens. Now you what? see me. Oh god, Cowboys and Aliens. It's with just the a Craig. long old list Craig. of yeah. shit, and I, I can't understand that. why he keeps getting work on these big budget, like attempted franchise movies. So, would you would you guys like to know my first note? Sophie wrote it, not me. Go okay. On. Well, I was I paused on it because I wanted to look at the menu for the DVD. Right. Right. And she just goes menu weird symbols, and then she just puts down. Well, now who's just putting off starting this film? Because she was watching it with me. She was unhappy the fact that I wouldn't hit play. Because <laughs> I put the DVD. Because she had the DVD. Because I, I got home. What's wrong with your wife? I know. I got home from work. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get in the shower. And then we're going to sit and watch The Mummy. It's like, okay. You need to be clean. Yeah, I have to, I have to be clean. I'm filthy. <laughs> I clean myself up. Clean the filth off me. I get out. I come in. I go into my bedroom, sit down. And on my fucking pillow is The Mummy on DVD. <laughs> and she's just looking at me with this expect I'm like, You're, fuck you for that, first off. So was that. it a good Valentine's Day? <laughs> 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 you and this DVD together? So I put it in and... It sounded like it was a really good Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have the DVD or did you just watch this on like on, Amazon, on, Netflix. on Netflix? Yeah, I watched okay. it on Netflix. So the menu pops up and there's no words for the menu selections. There's just symbols. Oh, it's one of those. And I'm meant to go through. Ugh. When you say symbols, okay, hieroglyphs or just random? No, symbols. So I'm going to pass this to Ashley. And then I'm going to I have, have a look at it, and then you can show it to Lewis, and I'm going to oh. tell you what, I'm going to rattle off the symbols and tell you what they mean, and you can all guess along with me. Whoa, this is a picture of his penis! <laughs> <laughs> why is it so tiny? I, I know we one of know them. Why. Actually, right, I, might, so I might know two. There's the, right, see so what good, good thing you can pass back there's, there's a triangle. So there's a triangle, right? What, what, so that would be the... Play. Play. Right? Yeah, okay. There's a book... What's that? Chapter Scene selections. Select. Chapter select. That's correct. There is an asterisk. Screen brightness. No. Oh. I'm gonna oh, special features. Guess special features. No, Pun- that's delete. Well, it's deleted scenes. So eh, half a point. Yeah. What's the uh, the little? There's a little volume symbol. Screen brightness. The little no. volume symbol would be audio select, commentaries, yeah. and whatnot. <clears throat> audio options, and then there's like a page. It doesn't. It looks like a. It looks like a stairway leading down to a basement. <laughs> it does. It does. I, I assembled that as to be a page. But would you reckon that one is? No, it does. It looks like a cellar. It does. Entrance. You're saying subtitles. Am I bang on the money. You're bang on the money at subtitles. So th- there's, there's no special features paid. The asterisk just starts playing deleted scenes. Yes. No. So it seems like it seems like they've just got a a pack of symbols. And instead of going, right, we'll make our own way, this is what subtitles look like, they've just gone, eh, this look closest. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like they've just used a, used a cheap DVD burner. Yeah. Like Windows, mm. window, the one that comes packaged with Windows or that's something. That's how you know? it felt when I booted up. That doesn't feel like a proper movie. Uh, there's no thing. words, they're not hieroglyphs. No, it's just there. It's, it's like they ran out of time and budget for the DVD. Yeah. Which I find fantastic. Yeah, because that. normally, even like subpar things, they they would have a hieroglyph, and then when you select it, it morphs into 
like play or whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's just odd. It was very odd. That it was, was really yeah. It's very weird. It, it was a weird moment. Like, did I buy a bootleg version of this DVD or? But then, or what? Oh, so you're saying you bought it now? Oh, I misspoke. I didn't <laughs> buy it. But then <laughs> I, I find like DVD menus these days are just getting shitter and shitter anyway. The Marvel ones are the worst for it. Yeah, remember when like Here's interactive menu you used can't to skip be... through all these adverts. Mm. But here's the movie straight away. Remember when interactive menus used to be a special feature? Mm. The, the Roger Rabbit DVD menu is amazing. For anyone who the Bruce Almighty one, I seem to remember being quite cool. Yeah. Stuff. Ghostbusters got a good one. Snatch had a little thing, which was just if you clicked on the little chew toy, you'd get subtitles just for Brad Pitt's character. Nice, <laughs> very nice. So shall we talk about how this the mummy is essentially the impetus for the entire podcast that we do? No, well, I guess we should. All right then, <laughs> moving on. No, you fucking talk about it now. It was, it was we were we were coming back from Interstellar, mm. I think it was. We'd seen it in the IMAX, and Dan's ears were ringing, and he, even though he'd covered him up for the movie, yeah, and he went, oh, "I love Hans Zimmer. He Blum. is my best." Wow. <laughs> Just heavy synth. Um, we were discussing. I think we were discussing the upcoming Power Rangers movie, and we were talking about the Mummy and the Dark Universe, and just how, how they, why are they doing these things? They're never going to get a sequel. Why would they announce an entire Dark Universe before they, they've mm. even released a movie? And then we were like, let's do a podcast about it on the bus. And we were like, okay, what should the podcast be? And then it was this. It was this. And so I myself to shut the fuck up. Except it wasn't this. It was originally going to be two of us watch a movie and one of us doesn't, which would, in hindsight, you know, mm, yeah, would have been a fucking bliss. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, which we did kind of revive a little bit with Dumbo. Oh yeah, a little Dumb. bit. Yeah. I wanted to see if it would work, and it did. Let's just not go there. <laughs> just did because one of us went to Spain and had a wonderful time. <laughs> not fucking go there. He could have watched Spanish Dumbo. El Dombre. <laughs> Let's get ready for uh, El man, Dombo. Do, do you remember El Nombre? Do, do you remember El Nombre from from the schools? You guys didn't watch El Nombre and come come outside. Oh. El Nombre was a little Mexican mouse that taught you maths. El Nombre. <laughs> Mister, Mister El Nombre, you have to teach me what two plus two means because of the bad guys. I and El Nombre not. was like a Zorro rip-off mouse that taught you maths. And Come Outside had the lady from uh, Oh, you know what? Open now that you said it's a Zorro rip-off, I still have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Come Outside, she was the one who had the dog. She had the dog and it, look up, look down, look all around, up in the air or on up. the ground. Well, no, because I... Come for a walk. <laughs> Come he, for he does a this. He goes off on his little There's things. So much to see. So, we'll just wait. so come outside. It's funny. He's talking about the one who's got to be up for work tomorrow, and he's <laughs> fucking dragging this out. So uh, the, the I'm just episode, trying to find people that remember this shit. The one, no one episode, cares. Move on. The one episode I remember of Come Outside is Tweet me. they visit a joke shop, and the dog gets a fake dog shit, takes it home <laughs> unknowingly. And then unwraps it, and then puts the dog shit on the floor, and then gets told off for shitting on the floor. Wait, he unknowingly buys a fake dog shit. Doesn't and buy frames it. himself. Yes. What is this show? <laughs> this was an excellent show from our childhood. It sounds like bollocks. She had a. She flew a plane, a spotty plane. 
I'll stick to Brum, thank you. Yeah, she got all up inside Mr. Blobby and turned him into a plane. He's the original Transformer, yo. What? <laughs> Fuck you, what? Right, so uh, 30 seconds in. Give me and Brum, and I'll stick uh, to that, I've got you. 15 seconds right, in. Go I've just got about the opening narration. Like, How does Rusty know all of this? He's spouting off about the mummy. Oh, Dan's going to refer to Russell Crowe throughout as Rusty. Yes. Yes, yeah, th- this is my third Rusty instalment. <laughs> I didn't Rusty do it on purpose. <laughs> And, like, also, who is he telling that to? The audience. I guess the audience, yeah, but it feels like he's having a... He's, like, he's having a, a conversation with the, with the blonde lady. He's, like, he's a science doctor and he's recording his findings in a dictaphone. Can I use your dictaphone? No, use your finger like <laughs> everyone else. Hey! <laughs> so, 15 seconds in. In a world where movies are digital mm. now... In a, in a world where, like, Friends reruns have modern-day adverts inserted into the TVs in the background of them, mm-hmm. you'd think that Universal would just, just snip out that dark Universe logo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just on the, on the Netflix one, just snip it out. It's like, it's like fetch. It's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> also, can we talk about Dark Universe? Because as far as, Why? Know, as, far as I know, everything happens on Earth. Yeah. What universe? <laughs> It's because it's a universal to... movie. It's because yeah, yeah. Doom Guy would have been a part of this because they would have gone to Mars and found Doom Guy. They wouldn't have, though, would they? No, they wouldn't. No. All right. You confused me there. A man can dream. <laughs> I was like, oh, like the Hammer Horror with Dracula and Doom Guy. I remember them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doom Guy with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and yeah. Carl Urban. Creature from the Black Lagoon getting shot by a BFG. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me you wouldn't watch a classic Hammer Horror if the Doom guy was in it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson was the person that Universal were rumoured to want to play the Wolfman. (laughs) (laughs) See, the Wolfman's one of those that I cannot find a single proposed release date for. It was always kind of, yeah, eventually there'll be a Wolfman. I mean, they made a Wolfman movie like... Years before this came out with... 2010, uh, Benicio Del Toro. That's the one, thank you, Del Toro. Oh, really? Fucking finish my sentence for me. Yes, they did. Yeah, it was... I I remember it being all right. And about three years before this, they made Dracula Untold with Luke Evans. Yes. Mm. I never Um, saw that. that, See, that that doesn't have the Dark Universe thing at the beginning. No. No. They've been trying to They were trying it. If Dracula Untold had done well, that would have been seen as the first. Um, And there were, during production of this, there were the possibility of... We will do another Dracula film, and it will be basically a sequel to that. Yeah. Okay. Except that that was shit, and this was shit, and they can't get anything right. Nope. It seems not. So 30 seconds in, you've got a note. Uh, well, no, because my Netflix thing was busted, so <laughs> I've got all my time codes wrong, so I just haphazardly thought that maybe 30 seconds was Dark Universe logo. Fair you enough. said 15. Okay. We'll, we'll go with that. The other thing I want to add is back in that opening narration, which like, oh, he had a son. And then the son, like, shoot, this evil mummy lady was going to rule this place. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're well, you're well ahead. That's, this is just the, in the opening narration. It's the opening talking. You are ahead, though, because I've yeah. got a note at one minute. Oh, sorry. Go, go for it, then. It's, it's a simple note. Is that at one minute, there's a title card that says, England. And then 30 seconds later, it says, <laughs> England, present day, 
like the giant fuck off boring machine <laughs> well, wouldn't I'm... give it away. The location hasn't changed. It just it's just a dissolve. It's from, like With the loca- date changed. Yeah, location as it is, the shot dissolves, it gets all dusty, and there's a giant fucking drill. There's a title card. It's today now. <laughs> I, I guessed. But even before that, there's a little. Well, you never seen an old Victorian in full PPE. It, it, it to be fair, it, hard ons. To yes, be fair, I've it seen made the recent me... Robin Hood film. That's exactly what that is. Uh, it's not good. It made it. It told me early on which common denominator this movie is playing to. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I could set my expectations, you know. <laughs> but just so you know, where's this England now? So after the Dark Universe logo yeah we get yeah. a bit of text comes up that says death is but a doorway to a new life uh we live today we shall live again in many forms shall we return and this is actually from the original 1932 mummy mm. and it's it's a it was read out from the scroll of thoth i think from that. that's that's wow. you mean, uh, alex kirkman is so much deeper than th- i realized th- th- that's tight don't is it okay yeah I will write that down. He, he must, is the original. Yes, yes, type. The original he must have bag. watched the original Mummy movie then. Yes. You wouldn't fucking know watching this one, though, would you? <laughs> no. Oh, I, look, I have, I have issues with this movie about its, about its identity crisis, and we will get there. Right. So yeah, England. Well, the first bit. But of present England, day. No, no, no. Present day. Oh, not no, just England. Just, just England. Eleven twenty. Just England, seven. but it doesn't tell us what time yeah. period. Right, 11.27. It does tell us the time period. Does it? Yeah, it says uh, England 11.27. Oh, does it? I thought it just said England. Which doesn't make sense, because later on, when... <laughs> Rusty? Here we go. Oh, Dan's going to call him Rusty throughout, and I will be referring to him as Javert. I'll call him Mr. Crow. Um, so, Rusty... <laughs> no, yes. so it's, when, it's when the news is reporting, oh, look, they've found a tomb. Right, but it says built during the Second Crusade. Mm. Second Crusade was eleven forty seven to eleven forty nine, and yet we see these people who are dead in a tomb being put in a tomb in eleven twenty seven. So, not the Second Crusade. It also says that they're Fake knights, news, man. they're English knights who fought in Egypt. English knights mm. didn't participate in the Levant in the Second Crusade. No, they I participated know. in Portugal. Which is nowhere near Egypt. Yeah, I know it. Hey, look. remember which common denominator this movie's playing to? You. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm the one that pointed it out. I know. So, can we get on to this opening narration then? You've called me a cunt and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> when you leave yourself open like that. Truth yeah, hurts, man. The truth hurts. Yeah, so let's talk about how this, this, print, this Egyptian princess is. Super cool and badass, and how she's like the warrior queen, and she'll take over. Anak Sanamun, right? Yeah, but effectively. And then the the king has a son. It's like the son will now inherit everything, and she doesn't like that. So she turns herself into the mummy and kills her dad and kills son, and then she goes to get buried alive. But she would just marry him, as far as I understand it from the the research I did about Egyptian history. She would just marry her brother, and boom, she's the queen. Right. Mm-hmm problem solved mm-hmm. and also like she got mummified but she was just buried alive because mummification requires removal of what was it lungs basically all your organs the, yeah most and of them but they left i think the, they have the brain 
No, no, no the brain, no, the brain, brain comes comes out out through, nose. through the nose. That's right. No, sorry, heart stays in. Uh, ah, that's how it can be. Liver, weighed. lungs. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other two. So it's not really being mummified, is it? You're just yeah. being buried alive and wrapped in tissue. But I guess, as Lewis said, common denominator of mummified means wrapped in tissue, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, but this is a problem that that actually is in the old ones as well, because he, he like the original the the mummies that we know, the Brendan Fraser mummies, he gets mummified alive and he has canopic jars. But if he was mummified <laughs> alive, why would he have canopic jars? Because there's organs aren't in them. So mm. that scene where uh, Sophia Patella gets put in a sarcophagus. Oh, is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, when they were filming that, they just shoved the sarcophagus lid down and almost broke her nose. And so, <laughs> so the bandages on her face just got redder and redder oh, and redder. <laughs> and then they went, hmm, we'll have to make a different sarcophagus lid that actually takes account of the person inside. And it isn't just a flat bit of iron or whatever they used. Fucking Egypt. <laughs> Egypt. I mean, why <laughs> Why would they use something? Why wouldn't they just make a fucking polystyrene lid and do the sound effect afterwards? Egypt. Because <laughs> Alex Kurtzman. Fucking Egypt. <laughs> so I had, my next note is at 14.42. Oh, I've got eight minutes and 20. Okay. Is this when they're in Iraq modern day? I don't remember. I, I've got it one actually, they're looking at the map. Actually, this is just after the um, exposition finishes yeah, from okay. Javert. Because we get we get Javert's voiceover, and then we get newscast as well. Both yeah. of which, you know, we get Javert's voiceover tells us what's happening in the world, and then so does the newscast. We get double exposition before the main credits. It's, 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 it's all... A, bit much which you know i didn't know what i was in for for the rest of the movie hmm. but this early on i was like oh that's a tad too much isn't it, it, it double really exposition like, it's like people are really not going to get this but i refuse to change the script so just put this <laughs> it, it really it that those first eight minutes the double exposition the news and then javert just explaining this is the world this is the thing these are monsters, that's a person, this is what happened. It was like, oh, this this was just made for any and every market, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And just in... throw it out there and hope it sticks. I don't care what you put in it. Yeah, and not even saying... I mean, the only thing they kind of got right is that Crossrail's happening, and occasionally it goes <laughs> through dead things. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, next note is at nine minutes. Oh, I, like Nick to... I like Nick from New Girl. No, so they're, they're looking at the map that oh, yeah, him. Tom Cruise yeah, has stolen, right? Yeah. Vale? Is that his name in this? Vale. 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 Um, uh, Poe Dameron. Who was Tom Cruise? He was Nick Morton. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Cruise, Tom Cruise was Nick, and Nick from New Girl was Vale. Right. Um, yeah, so looking at the map, and then Tom Cruise, who's been in Iraq for a while, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got a map and it's got Haram in big letters on it. And he goes, Haram means forbidden knowledge. Fuck off, it doesn't. <laughs> Haram just, it means forbidden. Pork is Haram. If I eat a bacon sandwich, I am not consumed by knowledge. <laughs> I am. Okay. I do not then have the I power to that, fight God. I get I, all that pig's memories. <laughs> I, I have a count for you. Go Tom for Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. Just be glad it's him, not you. True. I wonder what Haram means in Scientology. <laughs> it means give me your fucking money, rich man. 
Hey Beckham, let's be friends. So True nine story. nine minutes thirty seconds. Tom Cruise stabs Nick from New Girl's water, and then gives a little speech on his horseback to get Nick from New Girl to go tomb raiding with him. Mm-hmm. And it really seems like Tom Cruise is struggling to control that horse <laughs> because it does not stay still. It is it's it's all over the place. <laughs> don't convert me. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't believe in Thetans. No. I don't want my own planet. Also, no. I know this is coming from me, so I may well be shooting myself in the foot here. <laughs> but do you think Nick from New Girl is riding a horse and Tom Cruise is riding a pony? <laughs> <laughs> And they're just next to each other. Do you or think every Tom Cruise movie is shot like Lord of the Rings? Yes. <laughs> they, like everything is specially made, special made tables to make do, him look bigger. Think I think whole... Tom Cruise is only an inch shorter than me, but fuck it, he's short. Yeah, do you know what? Probably I think that, Tom Cruise probably... is only an inch tall. Oh, yeah. You know how like Robert De Niro, like in some of his movies, will have special lifts for his shoes. Yes. So yeah. he's taller. Do you reckon the horse had them? <laughs> so Tom Cruise looked taller on the horse and that's why that's it was why, moving yeah. about all yeah. the place like, it's it's like, just like on stilts like oh, dogs that wear shoes and walk funny yeah. <laughs> the horse just had like four horseshoes on each foot yeah imagine a horse wearing four horseshoes fucking insane right. that's why I clarified <laughs> you prick <laughs> he's really got it for you tonight I don't know what I've done to him <laughs> I think it's because I'm sitting in a different spot today. So I'm getting someone else's negative energy. Well, that's normally where I sit, yeah. so... I feel pretty chill, so yeah. Damn I, right. I'm in the chill yeah. spot. This, this, this is pretty nice. So I don't know how many minutes I, I wrote this note. Is it, um, is it when the, the lady archaeologist turns up? Her from Peaky Blinders. No, actually, yes. this, is, this, is, this is during the... Um, Seen where they're in the little village, the little town, and there's all the explosions and, and guns whatnot, yeah. and stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, just before they discover the mummy's tomb, mm-hmm. I, I I I like Tom Cruise generally in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the action scene prior to this scene. It, it feel it feels like that early two thousands action movie, yeah, you know, with the with the guns and the explosions and the quippy dialogue, like no 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 sort of thing. Like like a Nathan Drake almost. That mm. that was all good, but Tom Cruise, who I like generally, I don't think he pulls off the charming rogue, quote unquote, that this movie is trying no. to make but him. Then again, do. I don't think the dialogue is great because I've got a note at about fourteen forty two, but it's it's kind of through the whole movie. This dialogue is very not the mummy mm. you know no, it's terrible talking about banging in a hotel you know yeah that that I've mm-hmm. that's... And like like oh yeah we're liberators it doesn't feel like that specifically where, where he talks about the night they spent together in the hotel like me and miss thingy bob had a delightful evening together it, it doesn't come off as like a charming roguish character right. it just from tom cruise it comes off as just a bit creepy sir i admit that Miss Halsey and I did spend a delightful evening in Baghdad, a very long and satisfying evening if her reactions are to be considered sincere. But, sir, I left with nothing more than fond memories. Now, perhaps I may have neglected to say goodbye to her the next morning only because she was exhausted and I didn't want to wake her. And the reward for my gracious consideration? Well, sir, as you can see, hell has no fury. Yeah. Well, I think that they're trying to set. They're trying to make him a sort of like like Brendan Fraser was. They're, they're trying to make him thief with a heart of gold. Yeah. But he, but that's he not just in comes his across wheelhouse. as a thief. Yeah. yeah. He comes yeah. off as creepy thief. 
It's not in his wheelhouse, that character. Yes. And just a little yeah. outside what Tom Cruise can there's, do. There's an awful lot of, mm. you just did a thing. I did a thing. Yeah. Remember when you did that thing? Good. Let's say it one more time just to make sure they got it. Fantastic. Audience, I did this thing. Pay attention. And uh, later on when there's a bit of a car chasey scene thing and um, Tom Cruise is about to hit a mummy with a tree branch mm. and the girl's like, go on, Nick, go on, give her one, do it. Get yeah. out of her, sort of thing. Yeah. It's Fish like, and chips. Yeah, it's like, this is a mummy film. Yeah. This is meant to be a horror. So you're saying it's the action aspects are a lot like an early 2000s film. Yes. They, One yeah, of they the original scripts for this was just going to be a SEAL team in Iraq fighting mummies. <clears throat> and okay. like, you can't get any early 2000s than that. No. I think I would have much preferred that. No. It's, it's Battlefield Los Angeles. Essentially what that yeah, is. Because then it stays in Iraq and it stays at least close to Egypt. <laughs> mm, it's like a thousand miles. Yeah, but it's close. it's closer to <laughs> Egypt. Then being in London, like this movie is set in, because you know, in in you know Brendan Fraser's Mummy One and Two, you know they there are a couple of scenes in, uh, hey, in London. Three? And then they spend most the of the time Emperor. in fucking Egypt. <laughs> what about the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, guys? Everybody forgets the Mummy Three. No, I remember no. the Mummy Three. The Don't... movie I would much rather watch than this. Mm. Yeah. If if Given I given the choice the between Lee. if I had to watch the Mummy Three again or this. It's the Mummy 3. The Mummy Every 3 is fucking not good. Time. The Mummy 3 should have been Neither straight to the Neither is D&D. this. This is worse. This is worse. Well, this Mummy 3, Curse of the Dragon Emperor, had Jet Li. And Yetis. Oh, and yeah, Yetis. but Jet Li was so underused, in not it? Um, yeah, I'm being, the only reason I would say, yeah, I'd watch that is because I watched Mummy 2017 today and I'd rather not watch it again for a while. <laughs> 20 minutes... That's when they dig up the tomb. Mm. And I find this weird. I found I think I the found The tomb this that weird. they discovered by fucking drone strike. Yes, by drone strike. That's uh, discovered. It's nice and sensitive. In Iraq. Yep. Not Egypt. Well no, that I about a mummy movie. That's because they, they walk this really evil lady a thousand miles. I know and <laughs> I know they explain it, but I just They walked her five hundred miles. <laughs> And then, and then they walked to 500 more. more. I know, and I get it, and they, they explain it, but still. I kind of liked where they could have gone. So they've gone, all right, we're in you modern times. Egypt. T- they're in modern times now. There's Crossrail, and there's Daesh fight, um, trying to blow up like, anything that is vaguely religious. Hmm. And they could have played with that, like, oh, look, an actual legit goddess trying to legit summon the devil. Maybe we can play the two alongside each other as parallels, and then no, they just no. went. Gives us a chance to blow shit up, doesn't it? That's see, too this... difficult <laughs> for Alex Kurtzman. See, this scene happens, and then we forget about it, and now this scene happens. <laughs> see, this that's, scene that's does not, not impact even this the scene. Point, as valid the point as it is, that's not even the point I'm trying to bring up at the twenty-minute mark. It's just, would you like this is an, an evil empress? Would you really decorate it so nicely? Oh, they explain why it's decorated in that way. It seems like it's a prison to sort of keep her in, right? Oh, well, we'll get to the actual terminology they use. Yeah, but, we will. But um, I, and I understand there is reason. It just seems weird to me. Like, here's this big, decorative, elaborate tomb. Just bury her in concrete 200 foot in the ground and walk away. No one's going to take her out then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and, and then know? it would have been an entirely different film. It would be... So the ancient Egyptians in Mesopotamia had concrete. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't even exist. It would be like, well, we can't dig this mummy up because it's buried 200 feet in concrete, so fuck it. Movie over. 2240, the Egyptians who built this prison, they, as they call it in the movie, the prison where the sarcophagus is buried in mercury, underground with all these warnings... Prison. Yeah. Why did they also build an elaborate weighted pulley system to dramatically rise the same sarcophagus out of its mercury yeah, yeah. tomb? This bothers me. It's the exact exact same mechanism that used to put it down is the same mechanism used to pull it back up. And so there's there's a bit here. Except why? gravity probably did most of the work but pulling it down. Why? And they would have had to build a weighted just, pulley system why would you to not get just it out. Lower it into the thing on a rope and then drop the rope in the hole so you can never physically take the thing out. Just dig a big hole, push <laughs> I, it in the hole. I just because Let gravity do the work for you. And say it with me now, catchphrase. Egypt. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> right, so so, what's her name from Peaky Blinders turns up? <laughs> yeah. And... A horrible dialogue happens. Oh, she... Basically, Peter Jackson's all over this. Oh, she's in Peaky Blinders? Yeah, she's... I wanted to watch Peaky Blinders, but now I know that she's in it, I might not. She's all right. Well, I've, I've only seen up to series two, and she's all right in it. Um, so, yeah, her literal lines that takes 30 seconds to say 23 words, <clears throat> full of pregnant pauses, is... Whatever's in there. <laughs> Those chains aren't for bringing it up. <laughs> They're for holding it down. <laughs> this is not a tomb. Well, yeah, you've kind of just... Never mind. For those... <laughs> it's a prison. For those who don't realise... Bread for war. Jenny in this movie is played by that kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, I thought you were going to say, from the block... So, right, but but how a normal archaeologist slap slap slash Egyptologist <laughs> slap Egyptologist how a normal, normal archaeologist would slap, slap. an Egyptologist? <laughs> right, it would be oh wow, cool! It looks like this isn't your standard burial chamber. There's a whole contraption designed around keeping something contained, like in mercury, more like a prison. And let's take a minute to appreciate this ancient mechanism that's Do held up. Do you guys so remember Evie from Brendan Fraser's The Mummy and The Mummy Two? Of course, and I how do. she was exactly this character. Also true. Also, could read hieroglyphs just fucking like that. Yes, just fucking... because she spent years studying. Because oh. she was a librarian. Hey, <laughs> let's God, sh- those movies are so much better than this. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not shit on the Mummy one, two, or three. No, I'm not going. I'm not going by, to by the standards. Because I genuinely like one. Two movies. has one of the funniest scenes of my life in it. When the Scorpion King gets stabbed and then Imhotep runs up, kneels down and goes, No! (laughs) In the most dramatic framing you can possibly give. Just comes in from off screen. Yeah, just, No! Does a a knee slide. (laughs) It's like a comedy routine. Yeah, that is good. It's like from an opera or something. It's beautiful. Perfect. Hey, you guys remember the Scorpion King? Remember Scorpion King? Remember? No. Um, Arcadium! I don't know why. For some reason, I've got a thirty-one, thirty-two infamous screaming scene, and I don't know what that's related uh, in to. the plane. Ah, oh yes, yes. Yeah. we'll get to oh, that. Sorry, we'll get to I that, am, yes. I am before then because um, they they free pr- the mummy. They free the mummy, and uh, Nick Tom finds Cruise himself. 
Tom Cruise finds himself trapped in a perfume advert with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savage yeah. by Yves Saint Laurent. Like ev like set up by by, by whoever. Scar- You're fucking oh, by it. Oh, the toilet. So she gets out, yeah, she's, yeah, she say, perfume advert. Yeah. And then all these camel spiders run out, which, camel spiders are creepy. Yeah, they are creepy. Poisonous. And then Vale gets bit by a camel spider. And yes. no one gives a shit. Yes. Now, I thought it was supposed to be like a little spider bug, which they show you later on, but I'm certain it's a camel spider that bites it. It is a camel spider. They say camel spiders. And I think it's like an homage to the scarabs. I guess. Because it's... They it's ha- they not have an homage, been... is it? It's a rip-off. If and it was an homage, it'd be, it'd be fucking scarabs. Problem. But it's a rip-off. Yeah. They don't come back, and they play no further part, because the next thing well, that no, bites no, no. the next dude is just like a little spider. No, yeah, it just shows that the evil... And one of the best things about this film, probably the only best thing about this film... It's credits. Is, ...is that it introduces the fact that evil is a pathogen. <laughs> <laughs> so, evil is I a guess. disease. So Evil is the T-virus, apparently. Yeah, so, so spoilers, at the end... Tom Cruise gets contaminated with the devil. Mm. It's it's devil a disease. Which also, if that stays throughout the universe, is the creature from the Black Lagoon also just a bloke that got bit? <laughs> <laughs> Vampire bit, werewolf oh, bit, true. mummy bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Jekyll, mean. Mr. Hyde bit. <laughs> bit by a needle. <laughs> dun, dun, Mr. Jekyll. Um, <laughs> we got to talk about him. We'll get there. Yeah, so it's basically it's just uh, the evil pharaoh lady. She's got the power to she's also got the touch. make other pe- other things evil by, you know, anathema. Um, by a poisonous spider bite. Yeah. And then, so she can zombify someone via that. Yeah, and they zombify Vale. Yes, he, and no, nobody seems to notice or care that he's gone grey. Yeah, no one gives a shit. And also, this thing has been um, buried for 5,000 years. Mm. When Tutankhamun's tomb was unearthed, there were pathogens in there Mm. that made people ill. Yeah. So you don't just then go, yeah, come on a plane with all of us. Guy who just got bit and doesn't look too good. Yeah, literally (laughs) grey. Fuck it, just sleep on the bench, you'll be fine. Also, take a Pepto Bismol. So yeah, they, they they don't tell us where they're taking the Sarkov because it just has to get on the plane in the middle of this sandstorm. Which number oh. fucking one? Don't fly in a sandstorm. Sorry, the road is fifty miles an hour. Yeah, that's my point. Don't don't do the thing you did. Yeah. Don't do the stupid thing, stupid movie. Captain Hindsight away. The plane starts crashing. I've got a note before then, but it's just about Tom Cruise trying and failing to be Brendan Fraser again. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's him throughout this movie. Yeah. The bit he where doesn't he hands, have it in him. The bit no. where he hands the gun back to the guy who took it from is very Brendan Fraser. Like, he, he doesn't Ooh. have the charisma. No, the whole, oh, it was not 15 <laughs> seconds. It's, mm, Tom Cruise... Com- Live, die, repeat. He manages in that. No, but he's not playing that sort of character, though, is he? No, he's playing a coward in that. Like, and he can he, play a coward. No. The closest comparison I can think of where he's trying to play that charming rogue is uh, the Rock of Ages, where he does Stacey Jacks, and he fails there as well. Right. He's he's not good. He's he's just a bit too earnest and creepy when he tries to do this role. 
that, that again, I, I won't bring it up anymore. We've covered that. Yeah. So, so we're at the the plane crash scene. The then. plane crash scene. Which why England? So I'm just going to put the cut here so you can hear the original what it was released can, as. Yes, just, can we? Can you drop the audio here, please, and loop? Just loop the scream. Just <laughs> the scream. Just loop it for a bit. back in the room oh, that. that they released that yeah <laughs> as as a whoops we didn't mean to because they weren't finished with the audio as so we should say as trailer not as finished film as trailer not as finished film that out of the way it's a kind it's a good enough scene it's pretty good the action i, I think all the action beats so far in the movie on their own outside of everything else pretty good so there's there's an overarching thing here i want to get to we will get to it in a moment. But I do kind of like the morgue scene. It remi- very much reminded me of American Werewolf in London. There's When, well, his, when his friend dies and he yeah, just keeps seeing once again, him. Because they're ripping off American yes. Werewolf in London, aren't yes. they? And that's about the only thing I liked. But that's because I liked that in American Werewolf in London. I've got the exact really same note. Scene. Wakes up in the morgue after a plane crash. Wakes up in a different movie because it's now American Werewolf <laughs> in London. But yeah, there's given no reason why they're in... England. There's a one of the pilots, the co-pilot is yes, going. Because Rusty's there. Rusty's there, and that's where his base of operations is. But why is this military plane taking I'm crack them? Crack a can open. There we go. Why is this military plane taking them to the fucking natural history museum? Because Rusty asked him to. But he's not he's a part doctor. of the military. It's just Jenny works with him. From the block is working with him. Yes. But not the military. So the military are like, right, we have to get this sarcophagus on this military plane and then take it anywhere. Presumably, if there are American forces in the Middle East, they will go to Germany or Turkey. Not England. Hey. No, but Rusty paid. Reasons. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to agree with you. Reasons, there. not feelings. So, yeah, over these coming scenes, it, like he has, uh, it was um, Tom Cruise's character, also has a, a, like a flashback where he's running away from the mummy and rats go after him. Right? Oh, no, 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 that's not... Uh, that's after the pub. Yes, that's it? after mm. the pub. But I'm bringing it up now for a reason, because the plane crash happened because of crows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is... Crows were not... Crows or ravens. They're not really a feature of Egyptian mythology. Like, not really. Ravens are. Not as far as I could tell. Like, the closest thing I could find was... Um, Nevet, and I hope I pronounced that correctly... Whose symbols were uh, the kite, the crow, bones, and skulls? Although she never actually had a crow head or like a raven head. Because I looked, I was looking, saying, well, maybe okay. there is something in Egyptian mythology, like a god that has supposed to have that head. Because hmm. a lot of them did. But not really. Hers was effectively, I think it was just like her symbol or her, the first letter of her name was on her head. Something like that, I believe, was for, for her. But they, you, have, you have Horus, who was mm-hmm. a falcon hawk. Yep. You had. Uh, Geb, I think that's pronounced it. It was a goose. Uh, you had the heron, which was could have been the original sort of phoenix. Uh, ibis, that, isn't it? Uh, no, that's Tote. Famke Jemsen. Oh, okay. Uh, that the original he, phoenix. Hmm? Famke Jemsen. <laughs> like it. Uh, that was, uh, but the heron was originally to like Ra and Osiris. And then you've got um, Mark, which was the ostrich. 
again, I'm hoping I'm saying it was. And then you've got Vulture, which was neck bit and mutt. Yeah, so if, if you're to... ancient Egyptian, call in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let us know. If well, if you know about Egypt mythology and stuff like that, please like help correct me if I'm wrong. We like learning but... new things. Tweet, Crows, tweet then... those two directly. I do the I do the actual podcast Twitter. Oh don't, yeah, hang on, hang on. I don't care. Whenever I say historical stuff, Dan gets arsy and says it's a school lesson. So I've got to get in the <laughs> get in the mode of that now. Ah, oh, yeah. fucking! I learned Egypt in year five, and I should have left it there. Fuck off. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But all of this is to bring me to a point of crows, then rats. This is Western iconography when it comes to right. horror monsters, hmm. not Egyptian. This. This movie, and I will get to it at the end, but this movie has an identity crisis. Oh, but Dan, Tom Cruise is from a Western background. He wouldn't understand the ancient Egyptian scary things. There might be a cat. I think it's like, <laughs> like the original. Again, I'm going to go back to these Brendan Fraser mummies. Well, not the original, but not the original. No, on. which is why I had to correct myself. The Brendan Fraser <laughs> mummies. The what? original Brendan Fraser film. On point, way more on point with the with the correct iconography for the mummy. Yeah, and this movie isn't. This is, this is what like England and and Europe would see as tropes of a horror monster. Well, it's like sake. It's like you said about how how she would just marry the baby brother and become queen. That's in you know in the in the current modern day Western world. That's not how things would happen. That's Maybe. not how we'd view the monarchy. Apart the monarchy Alabama, is... But it would have made a better film, just like if Finding Nemo was real, Marlin would have married Nemo and had more babies. Oh, also, she keeps talking about God it's of Death. Draft. Set. Set's not the God of Death. Anubis. He's the God of War, Chaos and Storms. Yes, Anubis is the God of Death. And then later that gets taken over by Osiris in, I think, sort of the, the middle portion of uh, ancient... Egyptian history. I think it depends on which thesis, which which era of ancient Egypt you're looking at. Yes, like I said, Set does take over in the middle portion. I don't come. I don't know who takes over after that. As far as I was aware, but Set's like sorry, uh, Osiris takes over from Anubis, but Set is incorrect. As far as I was aware, Set was a friend of deaths. Yes, well, they were all or a friend powerful. to the dead. I I don't quite remember. Set was the one who ate Osiris's son, right? Or uh, his penis? I don't remember that. Uh, because one of the them ate god. somebody's penis. He was a crocodile god. He was meant to be given a position, and then it went to Osiris's son, and then he just went, fuck it, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> um, like, yeah. But also, but yeah. My main point is for the people who would, like, if you wanted to play this as basic Egyptian hmm. history, you, don't, you wouldn't say Set, you'd say Anubis, which is what. The Brendan Fraser mummies had. But the Anubis. They put some. Set is the god of war, chaos, and storms in terms of if you want to just go for basic Egyptian mythology. I'm, I'm sorry. This is stuff they should have fucking researched. Yeah, well, I'm 100% with you there. But they obviously have researched to some extent because Aminette herself is very. Um... Very four eyed. <laughs> well, also that like, but <laughs> specky fuck. Also, is, is is very on the on the fringe of Egyptian gods because there's a debate between the Egyptologist theologist say that three times um, that she was only introduced later on to be a female counterpart to Amun. So there's not actually a lot of historical evidence about her. There's just every now and then there's oh yeah, and also Amun. 
Yeah, you find that as as uh, pantheons get sort of reviewed and revised, people tend to just be like, oh, and that was there. Yeah. That seems I see it. I've sort of seen it a lot in Norse mythology, where it's like, hmm. oh, and this person was also there and was a god. It's like, what did they do? Ah, yeah. Who gives a fuck? Norse is great with this person was also at the, this event that just watched. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like made the bloke drink the ocean. But when you actually go into everyone who was at that event that made him do that and fight yeah. the granny and all that. Oh, so this person was there. there. And Thor was there too. Why? So, Fuck listeners, you. <laughs> listeners, just because we record on separate audio tracks now, I'm going to carry on talking about the movie while anyway. these guys carry on. So, yeah, my that is one of my major problems with this movie. And this is why I hate the movie so much. Because it's just so inaccurate. Right. It's unapologetically with, with its, inaccurate. Yeah, unapologetically yeah. inaccurate. Otherwise, it'd be a bland movie. I want to talk about the scene where they're in the pub. Okay. And uh, the lady lead of the movie, Jenny. Uh, Jenny. Jenny. Uh, she, How many Jennys can we get in this? She's, the, she's gonna... the archaeologist, female lead of the movie, mm-hmm. and she gives Tom Cruise a whole bunch of exposition about set and daggers and princesses, and she ends on the line, I think we've angered the gods. Yeah. <laughs> and it annoyed me because she is a woman of science, and thus far... The voice of reason, and yes, admittedly, some strange things have happened, like the bird strike and whatnot, and a sandstorm, but and and there being a plane crash survivor, but nothing, nothing outside the realms of reality so far. And then, not five minutes later, she's like, "Oh, Tom Cruise, you're chatting shit. You've obviously inhaled some mercury, or you hit your head. You got a concussion." Yeah, it's like, it's... "Fuck off! You were the one who angered the gods." Apparently, <laughs> it, it just yeah. annoyed me that all of a sudden, the, like this, the the the, the rational thinking person in the movie is like, "Oh, I mean, the gods are uh, the gods are angry." <laughs> yeah. They explain it away with literally one phone call of talking yeah. to us, like, "Yeah, you should bring him over to me, but don't tell him why." Oh, Rusty. dames, eh? <laughs> Oh, bad fucking writing. Yeah. Uh, fucking idiots. Like... Irrational. A lot of them must have been on a period or something. <laughs> the gods. Yeah. I like uh, the fact that I knew that pub was in Britain. It was really nice of them to just cover it. Just Someone just painted the <laughs> bulldog with British colours and then made it throw up in a pub. And then gone, <laughs> there we go. That's what a pub looks like. Yep. <laughs> It's like right, okay. Just uh, stank kidney pie and chips over there. Fish and chips, jelly deals. What uh, uh, a cokney? Do we need a cokney <laughs> here as well to make it look really English? God, I, Hello, I, I, I'm a cokney. Alex, Alex Kurtzman. Oh, I, we we need a scene in a poop. We need a scene. We just need a scene in a poop. Okay. <laughs> All British people love poops. Oh my god! I can genuinely picture an American like someone who doesn't know what the word pub is saying, and it angers me that that could be a thing. Ye oldy pooby. Yes. I love poops. <laughs> I like poops. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like it's like oh, it's like a bar, but it's made of wood. <laughs> Fucking well, my, hell! My next note is at uh, an hour. Uh, Fifty-one oh, minutes thirty seconds. Thirty-six minutes ten. I'm just saying. Hey, it's your man Ashy Ash. Him from Phone Shop. Did any of you watch Phone Shop? No. There you go. So. Like I watched a little bit of it and I couldn't get into it. I tried. There were um, some funny scenes, but I just couldn't. Yeah. Where am I? Fifty-one minutes thirty. Uh, I think this this is this is after they go to the church to find the um, sarcophagus yeah. that's that's gone missing in the plane crash. Uh, and it's just once <laughs> once again. I, I like. Oh, is it this mummy 
racking up the greatest kill count ever, just letting people walk in and kill them. Pretty much, yeah. I, I, it's, I like the action beats again. I like I like putting your leg through a zombie, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. grossed out when you curb stomp one. That's that's fun. Yeah, that's fun to me. But it's not quite gelling with all the other moments of PG thirteen horror that it's going for. Yeah. Is it? it that, there that is whole no scene we get she... these fun action romps and then moments of PG thirteen horror and they don't violence, they don't yeah. gel. Instead of like instead of interlinking fingers, it's just going <laughs> No, I can't make it work. It's that that scene where she's hiding in a barn and cops one by one are walking in and she's killing them. Yeah. It's like that really reminded me like a scene from Hitman where you accidentally kill someone <laughs> yeah. and then you, before you hide a body you have to kill the next person yeah. and it just keeps cascading and <laughs> they stuff, just pile up. Just a pile of bodies. Oh you know you so you mentioned uh, in a pub Jenny does exposition. She does yeah. exposition. Basil exposition. Um, There's a fucking rip roaring exposition. So she's she's talking about um, they learnt about the dagger from Crusader Knights. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they went, oh, and the dagger was separated from the stone and they're in different parts so we have to find them. But how the fuck would a Crusader Knight know that there was meant to be a stone on the dagger when we get a flashback as she's talking of the dagger and the stone becoming separated as Amonet is being dragged away initially, mummified. Hey, Ashley. Mm. Doesn't matter. Reasons. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Funny that. Alex Kurtzman is the answer to everything. <laughs> of reasons. Just any question you have with this movie where it's like, that doesn't make sense, the answer is Alex Kurtzman. So... Right, my next note is re- we're in Mr. Magoo's Megorium or whatever they call and it. And I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing oh, his name right. Is this and some, I don't care. Is this when they've caught the, the mummy or is this... Yes, caught her, yeah. Okay, because there's a moment here where I've just put at one hour Tom Cruise's ancient Egyptian sounds like a slurred Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think when he spoke. It's like, oh, no, don't do this. <laughs> don't do the whole he can speak ancient Egypt. My note at an hour as Horace well. Horror cat. <laughs> is um, we find out that uh, Javert is uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, or Doctor Jekyll. How are you supposed to pronounce? Jekyll. Uh, yeah, and, he, and he starts to he starts to turn. Well, he, Tom, in Tom Cruise's presence, he starts to turn he into Mister Hyde. Fat hand with and he injects. Yeah, he injects himself. Hand. He injects himself with with the ooze from t- t- um, turtles or something. Yeah, and it's it's very brief. It's a really brief shot. <laughs> I had to go. I had to skip back ten seconds and rewatch it because as he injects himself with it is in his wrist, it looks like he's got a pig trotter instead of a hand. <laughs> it does. It's, it's got a big. And I, I thought, hand. oh, I thought, oh, that's an interesting character Doctor Jekyll is Haram. <laughs> Doctor Jekyll's gonna turn into some sort of pig monster, <laughs> like a like a were pig. <laughs> It wasn't, pig. it wasn't a pig's trot, it was just Javert's hairy arm and he had his black glove in his so fist. So we would have got the pig man from Hellboy. Which would have been great. Oh no. I, I was simultaneously relieved and disappointed when right, he so wasn't before, turning into a pig man. Do you know what was weird about that scene though? Is that moments before he's turning, he can feel it. He then pulls out his kit. He loads up three separate drugs into the needle. Yeah. To inject himself. One, why is there not just one big dose? Why did he not set his timer for like at least 10 minutes before that? <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean. I, I, I'm gonna. Because he clearly has it on a timer. I'm, it looks I'm gonna cooler. curse him here. 
I'm going to curse one here. I have reasons. <laughs> so, okay. I've not read this anywhere. I didn't see this in a film. I just thought, okay, if I was going to explain this, how would I do it? Devil's Advocate. So, yeah, three different fluids that he has to mix together at that point in time. So you could say that it's the mixing together that makes it a reagent. And then and if you mix they're it... they're all green. Uh, they're a yellowy... They're all green and yellow. Okay. Let's hope he doesn't get too much of one of them then. Well, they're all, they're the all in the same size vials. Yeah. Um, but if you're saying they're three separate ingredients... Three separate ingredients that he has to put into this gun, and then the gun injects them all at the same time. Well, if he misses one of the ingredients, puts two of one of the ingredients in, it doesn't inject... Well, that's his own properly. damn fault. Because I also, mean, yeah, he has a specific box. It put them all the same colour then. He has a specific box. That may just be your problem. <laughs> this is this may just be my problem here. But um, carry on. Yeah, he has a specific box that has everything in it and no backups. Nope. And I assume, I, I assume there's not a time period where like oh he has to take it on the hour every hour mm. i assume it's just once you feel it coming on well therefore you should always have it on hand like yes. diabetes <laughs> yeah is that what you're saying he's got <laughs> yeah he's got cockney beaties <laughs> and he so in which case then he only carries enough around for two doses in that fancy case no less no because there's one dose he uses that and then later on it's a different case yeah <laughs> It's so, quite... so it's if he's got a personal assistant who just comes in and replenishes it, but, but we should assume It feels that. like he's burning a lot of money on fancy cases for his injection <laughs> drug. It's when... quite a specially built niche syringe he's using. Is he, is he like, reusing needles? Well, it wouldn't matter because it's himself, isn't it? Well, I mean, you've still well, no, wouldn't want to No, it's not himself. Because well, that's it. Yeah, Edward Hyde could have diseases. He could. <laughs> and looking at that hand, he probably does. He's turning into a pig. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before even this, we get walked through the uh, jars of Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on, tell me all of the Easter eggs. I want you guys to guess there. how many Easter eggs there were in that room. Right. Right. There was a vampire. There that. was Swamp Thing's hand. Swamp Thing's hand. Um, and that's all I've got. And I did. This comes later. The Invisible Man was there when, when Jekyll and Hyde when uh, when Hyde comes out. But the the original Book of the Dead from the Brendan Fraser movies uh, is not in it. the Book of the Dead. Is sorry, the Book of Amon-Ra. Book of Amon-Ra, Sorry, is there? So, but in the Formaldehyde jar room, you've Mada. only got two, right? That's what I've got. That's all I remember. That's all I could spot. There There's only fucking two. Oh. <laughs> Yay! One hundred percent. Oh, so you the, could have any Easter egg you want. So the two the movie specifically chose to focus on. And, Look, yes. we got that, and we got that. But what else could be here? It's nothing. nothing. Just them. Just stuff they nibbed, they nabbed from the Natural what History Museum sake. upstairs. <laughs> they went, have you got any just blobs in jars? Well, I've got shit tons of that, mate. They could have asked the director of Underworld just for a couple of silver bullets to kick around. The director of the Underworld is well slated to do the sequel. Oh, they, no, 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 no. Was one of the original directors who they wanted before Kurtzman. No, they God. could have had, like, Look a werewolf hide. They could have had, like, shitloads of different things. Yeah. They, they could have just had some bolts they lying around and go, Dorian oh, no, there's Frankenstein's bolts. They could have had Dorian Gray's portrait. Could have. Fucking hell. <laughs> I specifically asked you to look for more Easter eggs in that scene. I did I looked everywhere and everywhere just said we found it's two. Just two die hard dark universe people who knew all the things were like There are not die hard dark universe no, there are people. Some. Don't fucking lie. There are some that were like Don't fucking lie to me, Ashley. I was on fucking forums that haven't been updated in centuries. I've <laughs> been like, Oh yes, uh, I saw the mummy in nineteen thirty three and uh, 
There was so the reason why I know it's the Book of Amun Ra, not the Book of the Dead, because I thought, oh, that's the Book of the Dead, and someone comments and goes, "How fucking dare you? I've seen every <laughs> fucking mummy film, and that is the fucking Book of Amun Ra." So <laughs> there are people out there who are into this shit, and hopefully they're listening to this bullshit. But oh, also, Doctor Jekyll or Mister Fucking Hyde. What yeah. a horrible way to shoehorn this in. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible way. Uh, well, well, so we first meet As him. Nick Fury. He's the Nick Fury he's the of Nick, the film. Yes, he's the Nick Fury of the Dark yes. Universe. But he introduces himself as saying, uh, Hello, I'm Dr. Henry Hyde. Well, all we needed was, I'm Henry, I'm a doctor of pathology and blah, 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 blah. And then you might go, Oh, I think it rings a bell somewhere. Mm. And then later on there's a film about it. But uh, just bring it in here and just... Oh, it, every time he was on on screen, I was full of anger. And then he just turns into Ray Winston. Now, you see, I quite yeah. like him as... Um, fuck, I forget which one's which. which what's the, what's the good Jekyll guy? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Edward Hyde. I quite Hyde. like him, his Jekyll, Jekyll. I like the I like that he's sort of he's calm and like f- like focused and whatnot and calculated. Lewis, have you seen any of the Incredible Hulk films? Yes. He's that. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I like I like his Jekyll Jekyll. I I th- I think I think the whole calm calculated thing that Crow does leans closer to scary than anything else this film does. Do you know what? Well, yeah, they're kind of just outright saying, yeah, we're going to have to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then he turns into Ray Winston. Yeah. Oh, my dear Henry Jekyll. If ever I've seen Satan's signature upon a face, it's on that of your new friend. I'm offering you a partnership. You, evil incarnate. Me, your good friend Eddie Hyde. Think about it. And that's yeah. it's very funny. Which, to, <laughs> be no, fair, to be honest, if we got a Jack and High movie, that was that. I think it would actually be pretty good. Uh, hmm. I don't know. His hide is bad. I liked his hide more than his Jekyll. <laughs> I like a big Cockney villain. Do you, do you I want like Vinnie Jones you, right? coming at me. Do you remember League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? That's what I was going to say. I this makes me want like to watch it again. Yes, it was good. Even though he's just a monster that clearly never skipped arm day in his life. Yeah. No, as bad and as his that shoulders was. are so muscular, he doesn't, can't actually move his head. I kind of like that. Yeah. I do like the that. The sum of the parts was not good, but the parts themselves... God, Adam like, would hate Cap- me for saying that. Captain Nemo, like... Mm. I don't know why I went straight for Captain Nemo. I liked that portrayal of Captain Nemo. You had nothing to say. No, the Invisible Man was really good in that. Um, but yeah, that's what this could have. Mm. No, I, th- I think mm. the, the hide, his hide, is a bit too Guy Ritchie. Like Guy Ritchie after he married Madonna, you know. <laughs> I I the don't hide, mind that. The, no, the hide is too conniving, too plotting. The hide has an agenda, and I don't think that's the way that hide should be presented. He's trying to make a mindless monster. No, so I, I... No, not not necessarily mindless. But Jekyll and Hyde is about the it's about the duality of human nature, isn't it? It's about mm. science versus the supernatural. Yep. So if if the if if Dr. Jekyll here already believes in this movie, if Dr. Jekyll believes in the supernatural already, then Hyde should be trying to shut this whole prodigium shit down. 
if he's if if Hyde is being kept as a prisoner against his will, which yep. he is, because they lock everything down, then his focus should be on escaping and getting as far away from that syringe as possible, mm. so but he can remain Hyde, agent of chaos, an overall big bad of the entire Dark Universe franchise. But instead, he's just a cheeky, cheeky cockney chappy. But no, 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 oh, he, he does. He's have got a cheeky cockney chappy. I've got a skin disorder. Oh. <laughs> I'm a pig, but he's, he's got. <laughs> hey, let me ask sunshine. He's got elements oink, of oink. that because, right? Obviously, <laughs> the the one that isn't in charge has a bit of a backseat. Can see what's can see and hear what's going on. Mm. Because as soon as he becomes Hyde, um. That he knows, uh, uh, hang on, Tom Cruise is about to become the god of death. Yeah. I could try and barge my way out of here, or try and be a bit clever and say, no, come on, let's me and you team up. I don't like the fact that Hyde wants to team up. Hyde should be an independent, like, just an independent force of chaos throughout this yeah, entire so you, you thing. Get me out of here and I'll kill you and I'm off my way. You think, yay. A hide should be like a roaring fire and Tom Cruise should be like a smouldering fire. Yes, that's exactly right, okay. what I think. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm glad you put it so succinctly. I have one other <laughs> have thing you guys I ever like seen the Jekyll movie? TV series with Jim and the Esbit? Yeah, oh, I saw... Oh, no. no it I started haven't. strong and then it shit itself. Oh, no, the whole series is really good. Mm. I'm just... It's, I'm, I was, when Does I it do it, really upset point. it got cancelled. Almost bang on halfway, it shits itself. Have you? Uh, I, I watched it last year. It is really good. It's been good. a while since I watched it. You should check it out. Jimmy Nearsbit's just... He's, he's just fantastic. Like, it is great. I have one more thing I like in this movie. Just the one. One just more? One. What was the other one? The other one was the American Werewolf in London rip-off because it reminded me of American oh, Werewolf in okay. London. Okay, so you like the thing that wasn't... Yeah, yeah. okay. yeah. <laughs> And the other thing was, I actually quite like the fact that when she, um, when the mummy escapes, spoilers, uh, she breaks the glass and turns that into the sand. I thought, mm. oh, okay, that's actually kind of a cool visual how they got sand into the movie. At least they got that. They did something. I was like, did oh. the face in the sand because she's a mummy, remember? Yep. Remember Brendan Fraser's mummy? You should be watching that instead. Yeah, this is a common thing about, like, desert gods and evil things coming to the western world or just being in a city and immediately wrecking house and turning everything else into a desert mm. i think that's a bit played out it's, it's if you find yourself in, in modern metropolis land why would you go oh yeah i want i want a desert when the people who lived there at the time didn't want a desert the fact that the nile delta was so good was because it wasn't a desert i think it's more just sand powers and how do i get sand powers in, in a no sand place glass Great concrete and glass yeah one hour Shall and I? seven. It's it's a very very brief blink and you'll miss it style shot. Used it's 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 literally used to transition scenes. Um, from when Tom Cruise is like, I thought there was another parachute that are up on the balcony. I thought there was another parachute to when they're down in the tombs. Mm. It's it's just a few brief flashes of skeletons and a forensic team taking photos and there's one shot in these few brief flashes just a few frames where a photographer is taking pictures down the lens of of like the like directly into the screen he's taking pictures like Austin fucking Powers mm -hmm. just wringing his hand yep. back and forth around not the lens looking, looking. and wringing your hand back and forth around the lens is either going to be zooming out <laughs> zooming in or going in and out of focus or both yeah 
Like but that, neither of which are going to aid you in your forensic investigation. That's, that's yeah. why he was doing nothing but hitting the hitting the clicker because eventually one of those is going to come good. It's going to be right. It's zoomed out and focused in yeah. just enough. <laughs> it's just it's just Hi, like, it's like oh, I don't know what I'm doing, man. <laughs> they quite clearly Maybe on the he day was just spooked of the skeletons. Picked, picked an extra. Like you, do you want to earn an extra fifty quid and be a featured extra for the day? Take some photos down the lens of the camera. I was, I don't, I don't really know how to work the camera. It doesn't matter. Just move your hand around the thing and it'll be fine. Just did it. And I'm spent. Make it look photo-y. Ah, it really bugged me. There's, I see. I don't know if, I don't know if you would have got this Dan on DVD, but on the Netflix version, definitely. Just after. Heckle, um, Jekyll becomes Jekyll again, mm-hmm. and he basically turns to Tom Cruise and says, "There's something I want to show you," and he's taking him out to see the Mummy in Chains. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a really he goes, "There's something I want to show you." Cut, and it seems like there's there's a like a couple of frames where maybe there was something else that was meant to go there, maybe possibly some more Easter eggs that he was going to show him, but. It, like the because the I noise changes. Feeling. Yeah, I got that feeling. Because it wasn't just a visual cut; it was an audio cut as well. Okay. Like change, like completely changed. It was as if they'd just gone right. Some scene. No, we don't want that anymore. And they hadn't bothered to gel it in nicely. They just gone. They didn't know how to transition properly yeah. on that. Yeah. I didn't notice that because it was probably around the point that I paused the movie to take this note, where it's like, Crow says to Cruz, "Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters." Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. It's like, I, I yeah. full-on snorted. He goes, oh, it grows, want a drink? And then hands him a whiskey and he downs a whiskey and then goes, gods and monsters. Welcome Bye. to a new world of gods and monsters. And I snorted <laughs> on the tube because they, they were really trying to get this off the ground, weren't they? <laughs> so, Repurposing that Bride of Frankenstein quote to meet their own needs. So, you know... At this... And I, I fucking bet they used it in the trailer. At I this, bet they used oh, that yeah, fucking no. line in the trailer, didn't they? At this point, and that uh, Aaron twenty one, I took a break and I came back and was like, "Oh yeah, this." Uh, but it's at this point that I come to the realization that this movie is not called, good. This movie called The Mummy is about Tom Cruise, yeah. not the literal mummy in the film. Oh, yeah. but who becomes the mummy at the oh, end of the film? It's mummy origins. He doesn't become the mummy though, does he? He becomes set. Well, Set could also be mummified at some point without Set, colon, friend of death, probably, maybe. <laughs> That's on his business card. <laughs> All that written out. Right, so when, when the mummy's chained up and having Mercury pumped into her, yeah, um, she can sense the moment that the people in the Crusader tomb find the gem. Yeah. Right. She has a little yeah. flash of her eyes and she's like, ooh, they found it. Her Crusader sense is tingling. Yeah. But earlier... When she was in the church and she was like, oh, the dagger's in there. I'm going to punch through this reliquary and find a dagger. She didn't know the gem wasn't on the dagger until she was literally a millimetre away mm. from stabbing Cruzy Boy. Mm-hmm. So when do gem senses activate? Is it, do you have to... Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when they, they explain it in the movie, actually. They do, don't they? Is yeah. it Kurtzman-related by any chance? <laughs> yeah, it's called Fuck You. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, so going going back to that scene where she blows out all the windows and turns them all into sand, and she does her face in the sand cloud, going and you you, know, you get that imagery and whatnot. All the while strutting down the street, midriff out, chest out, pout 
on. And I, I, yeah, I, she's hot. We get I, it. I think that's where Universal goes wrong with this. With I, sorry, I think I think that's where Universal went wrong with the Mummy in the past, not making their corpse fuckable enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are, are you telling me Imhotep, man? Are you telling me you wouldn't bag Imhotep because I would. Mm, let me think about it. No! <laughs> See, greatest scene ever. <laughs> so my last notes on time related. They're just like thought related. My last note is the last sentence at the end of the film, but I wrote it the way it appeared to me. I'm confused <laughs> about Nick from New Girl. Yeah. Because he, show, he shows up after so the, a... they crash into the bus or something. He shows up in the bus yeah. and he says he knows where the stone is. So is Nick from New Girl a ghost or is he a figment of Tom Cruise's imagination? <laughs> How does he know where the stone is? I'm Do confused. You know, he, this he is... does confuse me because he is in the morgue and then he disappears. No, he's not a body. He's not a body. He's he's like Tom yeah, Cruise can see him. He's like a spirit, but he's also linked to the mummy because of the curse that she put on him through the spider. Right. That's how I see it. Just pull that out think, of your ass right now, did you? No. I think I, I think that's how it's supposed to be. I also agree. With you. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Because damn. <laughs> but yeah, it does make it seem like. <laughs> Like he's Osmodia and only he can see him, you know? Like his friend, like that little green alien that Fred Flintstone mm. could see. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just assume, like, either you read it as it's in Tom Cruise's head or that he's physically Batmaning his way in and out of scenes. Yeah. Well, he is, he is there when other people are talking to Tom Cruise and they don't notice him. Mm. So, yeah, so it definitely... has to be a figment of Tom Cruise's imagination, which means well, it's, it's Tom Cruise knows where the stone is. It's part of the... No, the yes. mummy knows, so relayed that through Curse Boy to, look, Alex Kurtzman. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, right, whatever it is, I have, a, I have a note here after the sandstorm, after the bus crash and whatnot. I can feel, in these first few minutes of the third act here, I can, I can feel that I'm going to lose any goodwill or grace that I gave the movie up to this point. <laughs> I feel it. And you know what? I do. Yay. Yeah, I do. Because that final fucking fight scene with the, the Knights Templar. The final third act. And this... Oh, oh my. This is where I put this note down, right? They dig up a mummy in Iraq. Mm. She has crows and rats as plagues. She calls the wrong god the god of death. She uses Knights Templar as mummies. This movie... Is confused. I will know. I will get there. It has an identity crisis, and I fully believe if you just change the monster to a vampire, this whole movie would be a way easier ride, and would make more sense, and it would feel more on point, and it'd be a way, way better monster movie. I think the entire Crusader angle is very unfortunate because her power is not to do with anything—the fact that they're Crusaders. It's the fact that they are corpses. Yes. If, again, if they were vampires and these were, oh, he bit all these people, he gave all of these things his vampire curse, whatever, years ago, and that's why they can rise, because it was vampires that started the Second Crusade. Yeah, or it and was it, this. If you just fucking made it vampires, you would have to change almost nothing else about this movie. Or keep it exactly the same and reintroduce the Book of the Dead, because that's how Imhoi did, did, did it. Or that. 
speaking of her powers, one hour and twenty, the mummy can just can control all the dead people now. Not yeah. not just the ones that she's turned herself. Any corpse within an unspecified radius, <laughs> she can bring back as a zombie. And isn't that the power that she's trying to bring set back to achieve? Dominion over life and death. Mm. Isn't that her it's, end goal? It's something... What does she need him for if she can just bring back the dead? It's something no, she, she can bring a book for. She can bring back the undead, but she cannot give life to them. Right. Again, pull, that is directly from my arsehole. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, but it's a, it's technically the same thing. No, because maybe Jenny, I'm talking too much like a necromancer here. But no, Jenny gets brought back to life. The, the, the mummy wouldn't have done that; would have raised her corpse. Hmm. I mean, it's yes. not. They're not. They're not complete shambling, like George Romero zombies. They have agency. They know what they're doing. They know to bow, or take a knee. Mm. You know. It's it's stupid. It's, is it's, what I'm saying. It's look. We've set this in London. We don't actually have any mummies. Use these corpses of night templars. Better not mummies. Shut up. <laughs> I've got a contender for the funniest scene in any mummy movie. <laughs> God, that might that may beat your nice scene. Hour and twenty four. It's the scene where the mummy drags Jenny underwater, and while clinging onto her. Dolphin mummy. swims yeah. past the camera like a fucking <laughs> torpedo. Oh yeah, I forgot about All that. All the while Jenny's letting out bubble screams like <laughs> I'm with you on that because that could it's have fucking been funny. That could have been such a great horror scene. Could have been in the water, Jenny and Tom are there, and then just boom, under she goes. Because the, the mummy comes up from behind her and you see her and they're like, ooh. Yeah. And then could be dragged under and just the right musical sting, mm. done. So you want but to they add... had to do the dolphin <laughs> yeah. torpedo swim. There are a lot of water in Egypt, is I mean, there? <laughs> I mean, Done a lot of practice down the of, leisure centre. Have you heard of the River Nile? <laughs> you know, Denial's not just a river in Egypt, my friend. It's also pretending this film's good. Mm-hmm. Just doing That's... lengths in the Nile. <laughs> not widths, lengths of the Nile. <laughs> That's how good a swimmer she was. Well, look, you got you got to practice your breaststroke, okay? Yeah, surely like swimming in the Nile is like basically doing hurdles because you've got to go over the hippos and all the crocodiles. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a quote from my wife near the end of this movie. Go on. It's a pile of poo in the shape of a movie. Okay. Lovely. I've got a nice, quote concise. from my knee. Yeah. She's, she's done in what we've taken two hours <laughs> doing a sentence. Yep. <laughs> she's the smart one. So the last line in this film... No, 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 no. I want to know in what world these chainmail-covered, rotten corpses of Crusader Knights are able to swim underwater after Tom Cruise. Do, do skeletons float? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, let's ask. The- Google, <laughs> do skeletons float? I mean, no. pirate movies would say no. Also, again, magic fucking film. Google. The same way they can stand and walk. No, do you know what? You don't even need to Google, Google. it, Lewis. How Lewis. much does chainmail weigh? A lot. <laughs> you don't even need to Google this because... Because fucking Pirates of the Caribbean already answered this. Because that's how the, the cursed crew 
Well, they just walk underwater to get to there. All right. Well, there you go. Pirates of the Caribbean answered it. So, ergo, Crusader Knights not fucking swimming after Tom Cruise, are they? Dolphin in there after him, I think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the we get the final fight, which is based the basic final fight you get with any sort of bad movie that is an action scene at the end. It's just throw the person around the room. Yeah. Push him and throw him and that's it. Say what you want about Tom Cruise when he gets bitch slapped to the floor as an action star, Tom Cruise being totally willing to get punched <clears throat> to the floor is great. I'm let's I'm Talking specifically about the Fast and the Furious guys now, right. who have to have oh, an equal, equal amount of punches on each other, and never one of them can get the upper hand because, man, ooh, my testicles are very small. I, I'm sorry, did you say Donald Duck and Daffy Duck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah. it's almost right. <laughs> Almost, but that you know that that's my point. The fact that Tom Cruise is willing to take a bit of an ass whooping in the movie where he's a star. Well, I've always Tom Cruise. I like he's, that. he's willing to like do what was necessary to make the scene the scene. Yeah, I give props. So I, to, give I give props to, to Tom Cruise. I do. I I respect him as as an action star. See, I've always wondered that. I like the idea of doing your own stunts, mm. but are you then putting professional stunt people out of work? Do they then go, oh, you dick, we could be doing that? Or are they, no, good on you. You're, you're doing what we're doing. That's fine. No, no. Why don't you ask a stunt woman from um, Resident Evil who fucking lost a limb and the fucking people were like, oh, fuck you. Is, is it you? No. And how do I ask? Well, Google it. No, <laughs> I mean, the, the, no, the stunt people will have to be there. You know, they're still going to have to walk. Talk. They're still going to have to do, do it for themselves and show Tom Cruise how to do it. They're hmm. not out of a job. Okay. You know, right. You've still got the stunt coordinators and whatnot. Uh, an hour and 32. This is my note. Oh, fuck off, Kurtzman! <laughs> oh, is this when he stabs himself and summons the mummy into himself? Yes. And then he, he kisses deaths the mummy. So he becomes yeah. the mummy. Tom Cruise stabs himself. He's taken over by set, which is what the mummy wanted. But then the remnants of human Tom Cruise are able to ward off the literal god of death. Through the power of love. And I, I mean, I wonder what Tom Cruise's plan was when he actually stabbed himself. Because it wasn't until he saw Jenny's dead body. Yeah, what exactly was his plan to deal with this? I don't know. Well, it wasn't like, until he saw his Jenny's body and had yet another flashback. He had no idea that he'd be able to control set through the power of love. He just stabbed himself. Well, no, it was, did again, he get it after he smashed a gem so that he could have control of some bollocks? Again, playing set's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> also, set's advocate. Right um, yeah, it seems like... Basically, it's how the film turned out, my brain putting it together and thinking it is this, is Sophia Batella is the one that wants to do the plunging of the dagger, which seems to give her some element of control. Because Tom Cruise did it to himself... You do. It seems that Sophia Batella wasn't able to control him in any way, because even after he stabbed himself and set happened, she was still wary of him. She wasn't straight away, ha-ha, that's what I wanted. No, she was happy. She was happy that he... No, she was genuine. She was shocked, like, oh, you did it, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was shocked, but she was still pretty happy that Set had been summoned. She was like, oh, my love. Yeah. Well, when she saw the four eyes and she was like, okay, maybe he's still there. 
But I, I think that. But the fact the, the fucking, fucking Tom Cruise's human soul through the power of love beats the literal god of death, does it? It's this, only this, a pathogen. He's got a strong immune system. But this sake. is why you don't mess with the set dressing. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. I don't care about the sequel. Let's carry on. No, one hour and 37. Tom Cruise brings back Jenny from the dead by turning into Will Smith from that movie where he played the devil. Yeah. What? <laughs> There was, a, there was a movie where Will Smith played the devil. I can't remember what it was. It had a lot of big name actors into it, but had big teeth. He, he goes Flah! and he has big, sharp, pointy teeth. Never seen and that Tom one, Cruise so. does that exact thing here. Uh, it looks like a Wendigo from Until Dawn. Ah, uh, okay. And then he runs away. And then the movie ends. Then the Brian movie Man ends. Does it for adventure. Movie ends. Best friends together again. He's brought his dead friend back to life. Which, just seeing that he's there. Should be enough for us to go, oh, he's got the power of bringing the dead back. Cool, that's what he did with his friend. But no, last fucking line of the film is like, hey, yo, thanks for bringing me back, Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's like, no. From the Lily now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fuck off. It's like this end thing. Tom really... Cru- yeah, Tom Cruise kills the mummy. In the, movie, in the, movie, called, mummy. In the movie called The Mummy... He kills the mummy. And he becomes the mummy. But Fraser killed a mummy. But he didn't become a mummy. He didn't. Neither does Tom Cruise. Yes, he does. No. He becomes he, the No, he the doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's, he's got some now. bandages on his hands he's, and face. He's the mummy now. He's got some now bandages and a headscarf on. He's the mummy the fucking this mummy, movie. is it? He's the mummy. He's got he's got wrapped up hands because he's he hot in the, the desert mummy. and he's got <laughs> he a headscarf on. He took the mummy's place. Now he's the mummy. He's not the fucking mummy. The whole point was about bringing back to me. Set the god of death is not a mummy. But he is the mummy now. Set the set was not mummified. And neither was Tom Cruise. He has the mummy powers of draining life from people with a kiss and super punches. He's the mummy now. If that's I mean, not in this universe. If those were the mummy powers, then there was no point in bringing Set back, was there? In no, this there universe. Wasn't. He can now control sand as well. He's the whole now the thing mummy. Is stupid. He's the mummy in now. In this universe, Sophia Patella is the mummy, but also was not mummified. No. So you do not have to be mummified to be a mummy. You just need to be powerful now. There's <laughs> 10 minutes and 30 seconds of credits on this movie. Fucking ridiculous. And oh yet, yeah, and yeah, and yet so, I was surprised to find there's no end credit sting. <laughs> no, there's so the first like two minutes are done over images, hmm. and again the only Easter eggs we get are the same ones in the jar we saw earlier. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> Fuck's sake! The same images of the jars. Just went here's some jars. I've, I've seen the jars. <laughs> in case you missed it earlier. <laughs> so like this movie, like that end monologue from Rusty. It's just, it, it tries to like phase four Marvel mm. and it hasn't even done phase one yet. Mm. It's like, movie, no, 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 stop. Thanos will come and we will make him very ill by coughing on him with evil. <laughs> Why was Tom Cruise in the army? Did, did, that, did, did him being an army man serve any purpose in the end beyond making the US military look bad? No. He, he's a thief. But he, but he was... didn't need to be in the army to be a thief. No, no he was a soldier. Like, he could have just been ne- a tomb raider. That never comes up again. That's a very good point. I missed. It just It's completely dropped from the film. Because he doesn't need any I told experience you, it's in Alex guns Kurtzman. or combat. We have this scene and then this scene and then this scene and none of them interact because with each other. He dies and he comes back to life and his CO is right there. <laughs> and that sees him come back yeah. to life. 
And it's not, hey, well, you're coming in for questioning and being dissected so we can figure out what happened to you. Doesn't need the o- the only thing I can think of what like they called in a drone strike. But then it didn't need to be a drone strike that unearthed the tomb, did it? There was lots of other explosions going on around yeah. at the time. Could, could yeah. have been the insurgents in fighting off Tom Cruise and friend accidentally did it themselves. Yeah. Could have been just wrapping the Brendan Fraser one where it's like, oh, mystical spooky powers, come find me. In a mummy film, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> fuck me. Man. Hey, do you guys want to hear some boring facts about the film? Yeah. So it's $125 million budget and it grossed just under 410 worldwide. Okay. Oh, um, so it's profitable. It is profitable. Even after marketing. How well, Tom Cruise. Even after marketing, however, sources say that the marketing was so poorly handled, (laughs) it was mostly controlled by Mr. Thomas Cruise himself. Sure, I can, yeah. Okay. So, not only did he have control over marketing, but also over editing, which could explain that little bit, I (laughs) saw. Right. (laughs) So, it's probably, yeah. Who gave him full autonomy? They went... How because much did you say it cost to make again? 125. Ludicrous. Because that's that's what happens when you say, oh, we're going to start a universe and we're going to bring in Tom Cruise and Johnny Depp and Javier yeah, Bardem, Bardem and Angelina and big, Jolie. And big names. Because then they can like haul you over a barrel and say, right, you want me for this universe. I'm mm. going to... You know that scene where me and Rusty Crowe just have sex? Don't I don't really want I want I want what? to be the not gay. So let's put the thing in the in the beginning that says I at least have fifteen sex of woman sex, yeah. and then and then we'll cut the scene of me and Rusty, and then we'll just go straight to the mum. I'm not kidding. That sounds like incoherent rambling bullshit. Oh, I I 100% believe that Tom Cruise had a contract that said he gets like a certain percentage of the first dollar in this movie. Yeah, that would make sense. But I'm sorry if you're here. And, and, and all other chocolate. movies, including the ones I mean, he's not in. Right, so it's that's 125 million is ludicrous. Not a big cast. Not a big cast at all. These movies should have been should have cost 50 to 80 million, maximum 80 million. If they want to do this sort of like big bombastic thing, they should have they should have done the Blumhouse model. Hmm. Lower budgets. Hmm. Scarier movies, mm. bigger rewards. So, the reason why The Mummy was Sophia Patella was because they didn't want to confuse a male mummy with Apocalypse from X-Men fame. Because that came out around the same time. Hey, What? They went, oh, there's a desert man. Are you kidding oh, me? Mm. He's, that's the reason they gave. Actually, yeah. because, right, because Apocalypse is, is a bald Egyptian... He is from Egypt. Yeah, because he's an he's a mutant. He's an Egyptian mutant. Yeah, because of that movie coming out at a similar time, they went. Well, they may confuse our mummy for Apocalypse, the X Men movie about mutants. But he's not a mummy. No, he's not a mummy. And he's purple. Yeah, well, he's bluish. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, he's a Prometheus alien color. I know. I know. I'm well aware. Is that is that why she was found in Iraq as well? Uh, no, I'm I'm sure no. that was just for them to go. Oh, let's put some army shit in it. Kurtzman. Oh no, that was because. Oh, I get on. I know why it was in Iraq. I'll get onto that. Okay. So, oh, that's my next note. <laughs> so, the original draft, as I said, was for a SEAL team 
in Iraq mm-hmm. fighting an army of mummies. Yeah. So they obviously had that as their first idea and then went, eh, stay in Iraq. Why? Because when you've got an idea for something, especially when that idea turns to shit, you normally <laughs> find out that they're holding on to some nugget of shitness at the beginning. And the, the, that's the reason. They couldn't shake that. They couldn't go straight back to the drawing board and go, yeah, but let's make a good film. It's like when you're wrong and you double down on yeah. being wrong yeah. rather than yeah. actually try and be right. So the two previous directors um, actually worked on this film. Uh, before Kurtzman turned up. As opposed to Kurtzman just fucking doing nothing. So, so the, the first one was Len Wiseman of Underworld. So he's done all mm-hmm. the Underworld films. Mm-hmm. Which you can see him doing just a straight out balls to the wall action. He could probably do that fighting mummies in Iraq film. Yeah, he probably could. But it wouldn't have been good because Underworld. Um, <laughs> he did... Um, it would have been trash. Well, been... He, did. he did Die Hard 4 as well, didn't he? It would have been watchable oh, trash. I think he did Die Hard. Yeah, Live Free or Die Hard, he did that, yep. That's, That's one of Die Hard Die 4 is 4.0. Yeah, I, I don't... It's. I think it's better than 2. Mm. I think mm. just by a hair... Mm. Better than two, mm, and then no. you get five. <clears throat> yeah. as, as the Dark Hub movies get on, they progressively get away from the interesting character of Bruce of Bruce Willis. Carry so, on. The yeah, character so, of Bruce Willis. <laughs> so after Len Wiseman, he left uh, before production started. He didn't want to be involved. And then as production started, it was Andy Muschietti... The director of It. The director of It 2. And It 2. And Mama, who's only really done horror films, and I know I'm including It in that, but bear with me. Um, <laughs> so it could have been a slightly scarier Mummy it film. It absolutely would have been a scarier Mummy mm, film. But jump scare and... Boo haunted house. Yeah. At least I don't know, Mama's pretty good. I've yet to watch it. Seems okay. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty good. So do you want to know about the Dark Universe and what was to come as a result of the mum? Why don't you tell me after the break? I'd say after the break. <laughs> That's not on my notes until second page, because break is podwife, so... And then what you got after podwife? The pitches. Ah, no, breaks where you come before this. Breaks okay. come before the bit that we just did. Okay, well, I'm trying. I'm learning every time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I haven't brought it up yet. But thanks for not bringing it up. Okay. So, hey, guys, do, do you want a break? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, all right, we're going to have a break. Uh, in the break, you're, you guys in the listening world are going to be listening to our podwife, who is Ignorance is Bliss podcast. Stick them in your ear holes. This is them now. Poof. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder how did this happen, or what is that like, or what happens next. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Yay! That was them. That was that was them. This is Oof. us now. Hooray! We're back. So full of energy for Dark Universe. Okay. Um, so I've all, also already touched on the fact that... Dracula, hey, wait. What? Got a sp- 
sponsor. Oh, right. shit. Do me a favour. Make it quick. Okay. It'll be brief. It'll be brief. You. Let me bring him in. Do you want to come in now? Do you want to come in now, Skip? Here he comes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Skip. Skip Jones. I've got, I've got a Skip Hire business. Would you like to know the name of my Skip Hire business? Yes. My name is Skip Jones. <laughs> it's called Jones's Big Bins. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, what's the phone number? It's called Jones's Big Bins. What's the website? Specially designed no. building site bins shaped like prawn flavoured crisps. That sounds very interesting. I like it. Is that all? Anything else? Yes. <laughs> okay, bye now. Bye now. That's going to fly well in the international audience. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now, Skip Jones with his skips. Shaped like skips. Talking of skips, Dark Jones's Universe. Jones's Big Bins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's let's give it give it to me. So twenty fourteen. I will talk into the mic. Twenty fourteen, Dracula Untold. Um it had that bloke who was in the Hobbit film, so no one saw it. And he did the fist made of bats. Oh did he? Oh so you oh. saw it, did you? No. Okay. <laughs> I just know about the bat fist. Oh, I've seen that porn. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you you get it. I wasn't gonna do it because I thought the joke would be funny without, but that's fine. So, yeah, the, the, the line-up, so immediately after Mummy, there were two films meant to come out in 2019. We're in October 2019 now. Could mm, happen. Could maybe, still happen. Maybe. Um, so there's one that was going to be at the beginning of the year, that was Bride of Frankenstein. That would have been Javier Bardem as the monster. And as the bride. Angelina <laughs> Jolie as the bride. How much money they got? Um, and then at the end of 2019 was Creature from Black Lagoon, who we didn't have any casting for, just a bloke in a gimp suit. <laughs> but actually, the Creature from Black Lagoon, I would like to see, because that could be done really cleverly. Um, and then 2020... I mean, we got it, technically, Shape of Water. Oh, cough. That's not... No. That's not... No. Having sex with a monster is not the same as a monster trying to eat you. <laughs> Depends on what your fetish is, doesn't it? Oh, that's true. If he's trying to eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> if he's trying to grind in Nemo on you. More interesting, grinding Captain Nemo, bringing it back around. <laughs> if uh, I am remembering... under that, puss. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, then the Bride of Frankenstein movie was meant to be directed by Bill Condon? Yes. Who directed the live-action Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Oh, hmm. And great pick for a horror movie. Yeah. Not only was he because Beauty and the Beast was horrific. Not only was he both directing Thank and producing, you. he was going to be producing every single Dark Universe film after that. Bill Condon. Mm-hmm. What did Alex Kurtzman bow out? He fucking hated his time on the Mummy. Yay! Good, said, I hate it when he hates something. <laughs> you love it when he hates I, something. When his life is bad, I love it. <laughs> he said it was not the film he wanted to do. Tom Cruise had all the fucking control, according to him and others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Alex Kurtzman's previous works leads me to believe that if Tom Cruise had no control, then it, it would, would have been still good. Be shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hold back, those. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> anyway, so after Creature in the Black Lagoon... Was Invisible Man 2020, who would have been Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some <laughs> things happened with Johnny Depp, which has since become a bit clearer, maybe. Um, so that was... Well, Johnny Depp is, like, innocent. But he's still a shit actor. Oh, well, there's And we that. can't get around that. 
<laughs> and then if you time travel to like maybe twenty years ago when he was really hitting his stride, yeah. yeah even then. Anyway, right. So Invisible Man was twenty twenty, and then we don't get any more dates. We just get told eh, there's also Van Helsing and eh, also Wolfman. So those were going to be the mainstays of the DU. The do. Oh, also in 2017, Dark Universe set up their own Twitter account. Still around. Sorry, you're right. Still verified with a blue tick. Is it tweeted recently? Uh, It's tweeted twice. (laughs) (laughs) Twice. They were like two days ahead of, two days in a row. The first one was like a minute and a half video compilation of all the old Hammer Horror Dark Universe stuff. Dirty bastards. So <laughs> they did that and they were like, ooh, something's coming. And then the day after they did that photo of um, Javier Bardem. I'm on it now. Yeah. So they did the photo of the, the, the big names who were going to be in the DU. And they just went, the dark universe is here or whatever. I, I'm, I'm on it now. And I can tell you their tweet that accompanies that video of all the old universal horror films yep. is... Welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. I fucking knew it! But also, what else, what else do you notice from that Twitter account about the Dark Universe? They're following no one. <laughs> They're being followed by, what, 5,000? 5, 5,158 followers. Uh, what else should a Dark Universe Twitter account be doing? Tweeting. Tweeting. Promoting the fucking films. Promo- <laughs> so the mummy... It says nothing about the mummy. <laughs> it says absolutely shit. nothing. It's just, hey guys, Dark Universe, bye! It's the- <laughs> what? <laughs> There's two tweets. It says fuck all about the mummy. <laughs> did, and did it's a fucking, verified account. Did the entire social media team die or something? What? They probably got very ill of evil. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's got to be the stupidest thing ever, right? <laughs> hey... Twitter, advertise your movie. No! <laughs> I'm sure there's... I didn't bother looking, but I'm sure there's an actual mummy page. I'm there. <laughs> Own the mummy now. On Blu-ray, DVD, 4K and digital. When was Ooh, last digital. time they tweeted? <laughs> oh, bloody hell. 15th of July this year. Why? Oh, wow. There's no need to. To promote the three-movie collection of the Brendan Fraser ones. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's exactly the third of July. They wish Tom Cruise a happy birthday. He's eighty-two. And on the twenty-fourth of October, two thousand seventeen, they tweeted about the Mummy Demastered. I don't know. Demastered. The Mummy Demastered. Is this going to be without Tom Cruise's edit? Oh, I've clicked the link, and it's. It's taken me to a Steam page. <laughs> it appears to be... It is a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Okay. As as one would expect from a video game tie-in to a horror movie, it's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Um, Predator <laughs> was a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Like... Like fucking Contra. Yeah. This is... This is ludicrous. Why is it called The Mummy Demastered? These accounts are fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, as a result of The Mummy 2017, the entire Dark Universe has been shelved indefinitely. 
Hope so, forever. Yeah, that's not to say it's not going to come back. Some of these films are going to be done standalone. Uh, next page. So there are two and possibly three potential avenues where the DU goes from now. So the Bride of Frankenstein film, directed by Bill Condon, is going ahead. It's no. in production. It's not. But they're taking it so fucking slow. We've heard nothing since January of this year. But they've got a backroom team. Do you think he forgot? <laughs> One can there, only hope. Sitting there wondering like, Ah, oh, shit, the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, I forgot something. But it seems, it seems it's going to be entirely recast. So... It's not going to be Javier Bartem and Angelina Jolie. Because they probably can't fucking afford them. Also that. Now, one that might be okay, and it's weird saying that because it's a Bloomhouse Productions, they're doing a standalone Invisible Man film, and that is due for release February next year. But hey, about that. do you guys want to hear about number three, Lifeline? That's <laughs> definitely going to work, you guys. <laughs> As of September this year, Universal Pictures have joined up with a small company called Fayco Productions, or Fico Productions or something, to produce a Dark Army film directed by Paul fucking Feig. It's his production company. This film is going to be the best. Dark Army. What is the Dark okay. Army? I didn't okay. bother to look. Dark Army. There's, there's got to be something. What monster would that be? Uh, Dracula? No. Zombies seems to be the closest thing, but I don't think it would be zombies. Uh, I carry on while I... While I... Uh, that's my last note till we get to the pictures. But yeah, basically, Dark Universe, no one knows the fuck what's going on. There are these little standalone ones that are coming out. But yeah, the the universe itself seems to be very much... Dead in the water. Paul Feig's Dark Army is 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 described as monster movie Dark Army. Yeah. Is it also described as a comedy? Because it won't be that either. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Paul Feig's comedy movies are comedies. That was a joke. I, I know. I like to explain <laughs> things. Remember what denominator we're working yeah, for. That's true. Oh, yeah, I can't no. find anything else either. Bill That's Condon's annoying. movie just isn't going to happen. Probably they not. They can say they're working on it all they want. It's, it's not happening. Like yeah, even Ghost even Kurtzman is still listed as producer for the upcoming DU. I'll believe it when I see it, which will be never, so I don't believe it. Right, so... Uh, pitches, I'm going to go in order of direct sequality to... Mummy, because I've basically said to the guys it can be Mummy 2 or it can be another Dark Universe film. So take your pick. Whose is the Mummy 2, essentially? Well, mine is the Mummy 2. Right, there you go, Dan. Okay, so um, we'll start in Shanghai with Tom Cruise like in, in mid-chase because he stole something from a museum or something like that. Uh, it turns out he thinks he's found a cure to the curse in China. Which I started writing this pitch, and then like the whole China thing started happening. <laughs> the whole Blizzard thing. So I was like, "Hmm, maybe we can't film in China now." 
Anyway, we'll just use sets. I oh, know, we can still film in China as long as we bow to their whims. <laughs> film, film in Egypt, but call it China. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking we'll film in downtown Manhattan and we'll just say it's about China. <laughs> their leader looks like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Banned um, in China now. Anyway, so he, he goes into this, this ancient Chinese tomb and with the help of a couple of locals and guides to, to help him... Uh, one of which accidentally opens the tomb and releases the Chinese mummy that's going to be in there. Because, you remember, cursed her? Anyway. Um, this guy is now also cursed and blames Cruz, and the majority of the film is them fighting each other whilst trying to break the curse and deal with the Chinese mummy. Can you guess which film I ripped off? Eventually, they, they settle their differences and they stop the, the Chinese mummy and are successful, and there's a cameo from... by. Dorian Gray or a werewolf or some shit sure. in the movie or so. And it's called Mummy vs. Mummy. Dawn of the League. Brackets of Extraordinary Gentlemen. How the fuck am I going to put that on Twitter, please? <laughs> mummy v. Mummy. Um, mummy v. Dawn of Justice. But I, I, want, I want to add to yours. Yeah. Instead of just Dorian Gray or Wolfman or whatever, mm. I want Dorian Gray, but mm. I want the picture to be of Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a werewolf Dorian Gray. Yeah. And the werewolf just gets older. <laughs> <laughs> so he never actually changes, but his portrait changes on the full moon every yeah, night. Just, just an old wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you let us in your attic, Dorian Gray, to see your picture? Because it's fucking weird. <laughs> they can't bite you or anything. And, and I've got no problems with it. I thought they get a little stronger in a full moon. Right. So that's my pitch. I like it. Lewis? It's me, is it? I don't know. Uh, mine, mine is both a sequel to The Mummy and sets up the right. DU at large. Uh, so I can go next if you want. Yeah, go for it. I struggled. I think we all did. <laughs> I struggled. Yeah. I mean, where do, where do you start with a shit show like this, eh? Without it becoming League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where do you go? Excuse me. I stole that already. Uh, I thought about making it just a good horror movie... But then that's not an in-universe sequel pitch, True. is it? Mm-hmm. So we open in the woods. We a campsite, a full moon, a cliche. A werewolf attacks a campsite, killing <laughs> a two. A mummy howls into the distance. <laughs> oh no, a cliche. Sorry, carry on. A werewolf attacks a campsite, killing two, biting one and leaving another before the werewolf gets captured by Prodigium. Uh, the survivor... Thanks, Russell Crowe, who calmly orders the like the bitten one to be taken away, restrained and taken away for examination, along with the other werewolf, before putting a bullet through the survivor's head. Mm-hmm. Much to the chagrin of our human lead, uh, Man McAudience Surrogate, played by <laughs> Dev, Dev Patel. Okay, sure. So, later on we find Tom Cruise, as set, in a pyramid, eating only lettuces... <laughs> Surrounded by his concubines that he's resurrected from ancient Egyptian times. Veil? Vile? Veil? He's got Veil in servitude and Veil's happy to be in servitude (laughs) because he doesn't realise he's in servitude. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Older theories, as I said, believe that Set was to be a friend of the dead. So we've got, you know, the implications going on here that he's controlling Veil. He's basically, he's not a nice dude. Tom Cruise is going to play against type here. He's going to play evil, bad, bad person. Something I've never seen Tom Cruise do before, really. But I know he can because of Scientology. Uh, yes, and? 
Through experimentation, Prodigium find a way to make the Wolfman, played by Dan Stevens, transform at will. They can control him through a dog shot collar or something. Uh, and they storm Tom Cruise's pyramid. So while Prodigium, they're sneaking through the pyramid, Tom Cruise senses them and sends the concubines to take him out one by one. So we get some scary scenes in some dark corridors as we take out the human characters and they're all being stalked and chased and whatnot. And Man McGordian's surrogate is there. And we get a Wolfman versus the Mummy fight uh, as they as the top of the pyramid explodes. Wolfman gets dropped in. And blah, 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 blah. Movie happens. More movie happens. Dev Patel realises that the only way to stand a chance in this world of gods and monsters is to become a monster. Uh, so Prodigium turned Dev Patel into the Invisible Man because of the Johnny Depp fiasco. They, you know, Even though he's clear in the eyes of the law, the suit said no to him because he won't play well in the foreign markets or something. Blah, 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 blah. More movie. The mummy escapes. The movie ends. We get a post credit scene of the mummy in Germany. And he uses his friends of the dead set powers to mind control the Frankenstein monster and his bride. And we're setting things up for a big Civil War style event in the future where, you know, the technically, between the technically alive monsters and the technically dead monsters. So it'll be Jekyll and Hyde, Invisible Man, Wolfman, Van Helsing, Swamp Thing and Igor versus the mummy, the Frankenstein monsters, brackets, Mr. and Mrs. Dracula and the Phantom of the Opera. But this movie, the one that I'm pitching, is called Mummy vs. the Wolfman. And it's directed by the bloke who did uh, Overlord, that movie that came out last year. Jul Julius Avery and Alex Kurtzman's been ousted by the studio. Yo, I, you have a question. I, can I ask you, can you make Tom Cruise's Pyramid just a Scientology HQ? <laughs> no, it's Pyramid. Uh, can we just dress it up like a Pyramid? No, it's pyramid. And just not remove any of the Scientology because symbols. Because the triangle it... top has to explode in a cool scene. Is it okay. an existing pyramid, or has he made a new one? It's the one he's riding to at the end of the film. So the he stole the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, any one of the three that are in shot at the end of the film, he's going to them. Also, you reminded me of the fact that I hate that the Phantom of the Opera is technically part of this universe. Yeah. How does that fucking fit in with anything? It's just a bloke in a mask. It breaks into means, song a lot. That, make, that means Love Never Dies is also part of it. And that's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, my go. But that was my movie. It was acceptable. Oh, thanks. <laughs> right. like, like Dan's movie, mine's acceptable. Oh, what's yours called? Mommy versus Wolfman. Okay. So you got two verses, all right. Mine's called The Adventures of Alan Bloody Quartermain. Well, here we go. We're bringing someone out of retirement. Yes, we are. Our film opens in the Bahamas. A flying camera follows the blue sea lapping at the white sand. Faintly, we hear the audio of Tom Cruise fighting with Sophia Patella at the end of the, the Mummy. So it's just faintly there. And the camera centres on a coastal villa. And we fly through the window, going through a room full of maps and strange hunting trophies. And the noise becomes louder as we travel further through the villa, settling on an old man on a balcony, sleeping peacefully in a rocking chair with a hat over his eyes. And then suddenly the noise of the fight stops and a faint red flash fills the screen. The man brings his hand up, removes his hat before speaking and saying, fuck shake. 
So yeah, we've got Alan Bloody Quarterman coming out of retirement. They're bringing back Sean Connery. Sean Connery also coming back from retirement, even though he can't walk now. <laughs> so you guys like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I really want to see it again now I've seen this film. Finish your pitch. Oh, there's not a lot left. It's just, it's just, it's just old it's man. It's just the opening scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, just, it's about just, Alan Quartermain. That, yeah. It's about it's, Sean Connery on a beach. It's, That's it's the an whole old movie. man and his gun, and he knows he has to go shoot some monsters. So we then, that's the opening scene, credits. Fuck shake, credits. And then... It's a short movie. And then, no, as an opening credits. <laughs> and, then, and then we're in Prodigium. So credits mm-hmm. finish, open up on Prodigium. They all don't know what to do. They're all kind of dossing about because they were meant to be doing something with a mummy bee. Gone. Um, so they're like, should we try and cure Rusty Grove of his thing? Or should we at least just give him more medicine or something? And then he's there going, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then he accidentally gets loose as Edward Hyde. No, oh, no. And he's rampaging through the Natural History Museum. And he takes that American Mastodon skull and he puts it on his head. And then he runs around and then butts into the bust of Charles Darwin and goes, fuck you, Darwin. And... <laughs> okay, you, you can stop now. <laughs> you can stop now. No, 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 no. I would like him to carry on. <laughs> and, I wouldn't. And then British Bobbies come in with, like, battens. And the Benny Hill theme plays. <laughs> and they beat him senseless. <laughs> they beat him senseless. And then they drag him back under into Prodigium. So the, the British, the British bobbies know about Prodigium, do they? Because with the British bobbies is an old man with a gun, uh huh, uh-huh. and, and a small man with four eyes. Seven <laughs> quarter man, he's come to kill Hyde, and it, yeah, he's like, "You're a fucking monster, and I'm gonna fucking destroy you." He <laughs> said, "He says fuck a lot in my film," <laughs> because that's my one memory of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Is he says, "I'm Alan fucking Quarterman." So we're sort of retconning League of Extraordinary Gentlemen out of existence, but keeping. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a new universe. A new universe. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Do you know what? As an aside, I really hate that you both remembered it's called Prodigium. I only <laughs> remember because he said it, and I wrote it down. <laughs> so Alan Quarterman's going to kill Hyde. Yeah, he tranks Hyde, uh-huh. takes him down into Prodigium because he knows about Prodigium. Yeah. Because he's knowledgeable and shit. Because film. And <laughs> in universe. And and the mummy's there with him because we later find out, we not we don't get to see it or anything. We get told via exposition that uh, when the Red Flash happened, Red Flash happened, Alan Quartermain was like, oh shit, there's a new evil dude. There's obviously some pathogen and shit. So he goes and hunts the mummy. And then the mummy's like, yeah, but sometimes I'm also a good guy. And Alan Quartermain's like, ah, fuck. Can't kill a good guy, but can kill a bad guy. And then the mummy tells him about the Hyde situation. So then he goes to Prodigium and then he tranks Hyde. But then he also finds out that there's a Dr. Jekyll. And he's like, ah, fuck. Can't kill a bad guy, but can't kill a good guy. And then the Wolfman shows up in the exact same problem. (laughs) Not yet. That's in the next film. Right, sorry. Yeah. And then the film continues, and it's great, guys. Well, that's... that's. I mean, you can retcon it if you want and just go back to the end. Yeah, like, I'll get you... Tom Cruise to edit some good things in. I'm Alan fucking Quartermain. Just just that. Just that. We can, we can cut there, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was our pitches 
They're very coherent pitches. Yo, Dan, what are you looking at? I was looking at that link you said. No, don't look at it yet. Okay. Don't okay. look at it oh, yet. Oh, sorry. So those were our pitches, our very coherent pitches. And if for some reason you like one of them, just just one of them. You can, <laughs> Why would you? You can vote for it on our Twitter at Full Starts Pod. And we'll probably read it out next time. Yeah, check this, the description of this podcast episode. I'll put links. Yeah. So you haven't got to search. Who wants to search things in this day and age? Well, Google. we're going to have to search for our new film to see from you, Lewis. Oh, seamless. Yeah. Seamless. So the movie we're going to watch next time is, is a movie I've never seen. It's a movie I'd never heard of, if I'm being honest. It, mm. it's, it's from the director of some of the best Bond films. Uh, he did, if I top, top of my head, he directed Golden. No, not Golden. No, Goldfinger. Mm. Uh, from the studio that brought us The Terminator, Dances with Wolves and Silence of the Lambs. It's based on a book series of over 150 books. We're going to take a deep dive into Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. Guys, if you would please hold your applause and reactions until after you watch the trailer that I just sent you. Okay. Uh, okay. Feel free to react live on mic. I will do. I'll just I'll put coming from Orion Pictures Corporation. Is An old car. Of Is that a white man in Korean makeup? Yes, oh, it is. Fuck you, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is he dodging bullets? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. It's wanted before wanted. Does he pronounce his L's as R's? Yes, he does. Jesus, this this looks like a wild ride. Wilfred Brimley! Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk to you about diabetes. <laughs> I'm trying to hang myself, leave me alone. Fuck, man. Fuck, you know. Why is he wearing the Mighty McFly outfit? <laughs> He's bouncing on two fingers. What? Just this. This is that scene from Beverly Hills Cop 3. But done the same. It's done the same. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? He did the five finger point exploding heart technique. No, he just he jumps a in a sand dune. <laughs> <laughs> that run, man. Jesus, what? Film, man. How did you find this? This is Racist Punisher, right? <laughs> this is Racist Punisher. I mean, yeah, it looks pretty racist, doesn't it? Looking at it now. I mean, really? What? But that music. 
Are they building the Statue of Liberty in this? No, they're... <laughs> I'm just confused as to why... This... Yeah, they're building the Statue of Liberty in 1980. <laughs> I'm just confused as to why there's so much That's scaffolding. when it was built. Fucking sweating. The advertising has a tough guy. And the last shot is something going, yeah, yeah. A fucking wrench. But he's so one-dimensional. Okay, well, I'm fully on board for that. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought you might be. <laughs> I'm excited, but equally excited as to when I was going to watch Santa Claus, because <laughs> the DVD cover of that looked fucking tits. This trailer <laughs> looks fucking tits. I don't think the film is. <laughs> I really don't. Well, let's be fair. There may be a reason it, we're covering it on the podcast. True that. There may be a reason it never got a sequel. I already know what my pitch is going to be. Wilford Brimley is Wilford Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about Tyler Pitts for 40 minutes. <laughs> so, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Brazen enough to put The Adventure Begins in the title. Almost as brazen as The Dark Universe. Or Ghost Corpse. Or Ghost Corpse. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad. I'm glad. We'll see how you feel. <laughs> we'll see how I feel once I've watched in a, it. In a month. So, yeah, guys, if you want to find out, number one, what the fuck this is, and number two, what the fuck we think of it, then you can tune in to our next time. But for now, it's Tati Bai. From us. From him. And from them. And from them. Goodbye, and you lovelies. You can, yeah, again, you can find us on Twitters, on the whatevers. On the podcasts, on the webs, wherever you find your shit. It's good at wrapping things up. Isn't have, it? have a good day. Bye! <laughs> Bye. The book series may be really good. Well, as far as I understand it, the movie of The Dark Tower is someone with the power of gun fighting the devil. Yes. Okay, why would I not want to see that? Because the power of gun is the greatest power <laughs> oh, of all. Oh, it's essentially an anime. Yeah, it's an anime. <laughs> Look at how he reloads his guns in those trailers. Mm. Fucking stupid, like, but good. Bullets up in the air, boom, catch them all in my clear. Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> Take that, devil. <laughs> Do some time up in this bitch. Honeycomb. It's Idris Elba again. Take that, devil. <laughs> How about you? I mean, Ibbly bibbly shooting the devil? It's never getting a sequel, that. is it? No. Shoot a bullet at another bullet to direct a bullet into the devil.